Welcome back to 10 Cents Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Grout. I'm sitting across from me with my co-host, Adam Nilsson. And on Zoom, we have Dusty. And what? You're just so fast. It wasn't even that fast. It, it, it was that fast. I want to get through it really fast so I can tell you that there's no more snapping turtles in Mapont. No, they're not allowed. That is the only thing. I'm fucking leaving. No, that is the only thing. Dusty, talk to me. I'm not I'm done to the, the other side of the table doesn't exist to me anymore. It's the I, only I thing that's allowed s- to be. It's, that, that pond is yeah. catch and release, 100%. Yeah. Except for snapping no. turtles. Yes. You take them out and you kill them. No. And you don't put them back. Robbie. That is the rules. They're the second coolest turtle. After, of course, the alligator snapping turtle. The common snapping turtle is number two. What if I told you that we had nothing but alligator snapping turtles until I killed them all? Well, they don't live in this part of the country. You don't know that. They're- I do know that, Robbie. It's my great yeah, disappointment. They don't live here. Last I wouldn't question his live uh, wild that. critter knowledge. Dusty's a lot closer to the to the, the alligator snapping population than we are. Yep. No, I remember last year there was the neighbor kids were out fishing, and I don't, I don't know if they were fishing for catfish or what. But every time they'd catch something, it'd be a fucking snapping turtle. Yeah, it's great. And then they're like, "What do we do with it?" And I was like, "Throw it back. You in. kill it. No, you don't put it back." So then they killed one, and then they didn't know what to do with the bigger one because the didn't. bigger one you take him home. Oh, they took the shells home. No. Man, those things stunk. Well, yeah, they are. And then, of course, they're like, do you have a gun? I'm like, I didn't want to admit to these kids I don't have a gun. Because, you know, (laughs) if I tell them I don't have a gun. What kind of man are you? Well, if I tell them I don't have a gun, they're like, ha, that house is open. You know, they can go into that house. Yeah, they're they're going to show up the next day to take everything you (laughs) want. Exactly. They're a bunch of 10 to 12-year-old kids. They're not going to be coming No, they're degenerates. They're going to come steal all my stuff when they realize I don't have a gun. They live in, like, fucking. I don't know where they're from. Upper middle class houses. No, I don't think they're. Well, they might have been. I don't know. They were for sure locals, Robbie. Yeah. It says no, no no locals allowed, so. They didn't have the gate code if they weren't in the neighborhood. <laughs> Come on now. There's no gate. I'm really glad there's not a gate. If I had to go through be... a gate all the time, I'd be so annoyed. So would I. But yeah, no, we had to kill we're, them. We're two steps off of that, but no, we don't have a gate. We're a gravel road. There's not going to be a gate. There's a gate at Polo Run. No, there's not. Does it not close? I could have swore there was a gate over there. I no, there's not. I mean, I've I've gone up and like looked at all those houses just out of curiosity because uh, the the one on the top of the hill is from like 1900. My my boss's house has a gate. That's his own private gate. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, my boss lives just down the street from Robbie. My rich boss who used to run Indy Lights. Yeah, he's Robbie's neighbor. He lives past the horse pastures. I don't even see him. Uh, those are one. I, that's where his, his brain surgeon sister lives. Is in one of those houses. So they're both well-established pro-am racers. I mean, I don't see the I don't see the difference. Yeah, it's basically a motorsports housing development. I, I mean, there there is that. No one really complains about the loud noises. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that's because that. there's kids ripping up and down the roads and no, dirt perfect. bikes and four wheelers. No, because they put in speed bumps because of that. No, those are gone, but Robbie. Luck, but luckily, those have been the pe- pounded into the dirt. <laughs> luckily, the people that put them in moved, and everyone else is like, "This is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> I assume you have a lot of side-by-side traffic, at least, don't you? Uh no, there's like a couple. Really? No, there's, like, there's all, like there's one. Kid I thought that on a was like bike. a prerequisite for living out here was that you got to have a side by side. No, or a dirt not bike here. Or something. In South Dakota, yeah, for sure. Well, that's because you can street register them. I think you can street register them here. Yes, you can now, but there's like something about you're not allowed to drive them on state highways. Oh yeah, probably, which makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, no. There's a couple kids like with dirt bikes and stuff, and then of course the email comes out every spring. It's like, make sure you're not speeding on the dam. And whatever, who cares? You have a dam? What? Technically, that road that is next to the pond. That's okay. a dam. That's technically a dam. 
Oh. So, yeah, the whole road is a dam. Interesting. Yeah, so the picture that I sent Dusty of my 350Z last weekend okay. was on the dam. <sighs> Robbie. What? When? I don't just, know. When am I going to see this? Into all, it blended into all that green grass. This fucking jerk here. He hit his car away, so I couldn't see it when I came over here to work on my van. This is a, we this haven't is even approaching, talked about yet. This is approaching the uh, NPO one in At terms this, of <laughs> amusing secrecy. I, this goes. This is worse than the NPO one because there's more people in on it. Like I even know at this point, but I can't. I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, you know what it looks like the sh- the shape of it. I sent you a picture of the black yeah. and white shape of it. Yeah, it looks like a 350Z, which looks like a 370Z, which looks like a yeah, 240Z. Which yeah. No, Dalton was on the show last week. This is a new show. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it. Surely you'll see it by, At, by May. I was going to say at Midwest Fest I promise, in June. I promise you'll see it. Is it going to be my May. birthday present? You know, the first time I'm going to see is when you roll it out of the trailer at Midwest Fest, isn't it? I like that. That's a good <laughs> idea. I like I like where your head's at. <laughs> there is no way I can Bl- I can wait that long because it's block him from the social media posts. Like, oh, if he just puts it on Instagram, on I'll never fucking see it anyway. <laughs> I'll tag you in it because <laughs> I literally don't open Instagram. Well, clearly I haven't. I haven't posted since like January. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The last thing I posted was the fortunes when I got them. Oh. I haven't posted anything. I did some stories when I was fixing the transmission. Should just post that stuff on the podcast page and be done with it. Just get one social media thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. Both of us should just post on that more often. I'd post on it. Just random shit. I'm, I'm yeah, go for it. I'm not stopping. That's huh? how Driving While Awesome got their gigantic following is just posting all the cool cars they see in California all the time. No, you, I mean, you're welcome to post whatever you want. I know. I, I I'll post care. on that just as often as I post on my own, Robbie. So I made a post at Heartland Park about my kids. <laughs> yeah. I just post about my wrenching, and then eventually I'll post a picture of what it looks like when I'm done. Everyone just assumes I'm not doing anything, but it's like drastic. Nobody change. assumes that. Somebody might. Nobody assumes okay, that. I appreciate that. You, they either don't care at all, or they know better. You're right. Nobody cares. Or they know better. What is it? Know. Nobody cares. Work harder. Exactly. Nobody cares. Work harder. I'm convinced. Why work harder if nobody cares, Robbie? I care. I don't know. <laughs> I'm convinced Wes thinks I haven't done a fucking thing. He listens to the show. I know, but know I, I'm better. convinced he thinks. I'm convinced he thinks I haven't touched that car all winter. <clears throat> I don't know, man. He's like, I will bet you, I'll beat you at Midwest Festival. I'm like, okay. I, I, I'm not really a betting guy, but sure, whatever. I don't I honestly think he has he thinks that I haven't touched that car. I can't wait to slap a giant ten ten podcast sticker <laughs> on the side of that fucking car when he loses. I hope he does. That'd be great. Yeah, he better, Robbie. I, 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 he better. Yeah. We're gonna need to get a big sticker. Yeah. Like an obnoxious hey, one. Uh since you're the bet commissioner and we haven't Dusty. D- Dusty's the Dusty? bet commissioner. Okay. Um Are you gonna be at Midwest? Can you make a ten tenths podcast logo that looks like a gigantic penis? Ooh, I like it. Yeah, we could like make little penises on the little gauge. Ooh, or just make the needle on the gauge a big penis. A big penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, a, but it has to have wings. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no, it doesn't need wings. Doesn't need wings? No, because that's stealing away from Ah, fair enough, fair enough. 
Because apparently that's a Gambler 500 thing that's become a Chop Top oh. thing. Okay. And since we didn't do Chop Top, that's, that's yeah. fair. But I, I, I like... Two, I think the Gambler Cinematic Universe and the Chop Top Cinematic Universe are like the same. <laughs> the, the circles. The people... But yeah. The, the Venn diagram. The Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. <laughs> if there was a Gambler 500 close by, it seems like a thing Dalton would participate in. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's the only uh, the only thing I've ever been to that seemed like it was on the level of an Iowa Man event was roaming around in, in Portland at the Gambler 500. <laughs> you did a Gambler? I went up there to uh, take. We made um, the Dirt Every Day guys were running a car on it, and I made we made a replica of it as an RC car of oh, that's the right. uh, or it was the um, the off road runner the. 74 roadrunner that they did um so they ended up not getting to the actual campsite until like one o'clock in the morning that's because, that checks out because they're because that's what they do yeah. <laughs> so that one was at a ski resort in the middle of summer it was pitch black dark there was like a thousand people there just running around partying straight through the night it was the wildest scene I have ever been a part of in my life. It was <laughs> that's really so insane. That is really saying something. He hasn't been to Midwest Fest yet. What are you it, doing in June? Midwest Fest. It, so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to get there. I don't really want to drive 16 hours, but I also don't want to spend like seven hundred dollars to fly there. Fly Just to, fly into Des Moines. We'll drive you there. Yeah, come with me. Yeah, I'll have to look and see if that's any if that's any cheaper. There's got to be a direct flight from to, Dallas to. Des Moines. Yeah, there should be. But I don't really want to drag flying, the tra- trailer through O'Hare, but if I have to, I'll do it. So sure. flying into O'Hare should be like the cheapest thing in the world because American has like 17 flights a day going there, but it's like... That might be an understatement. $600 or something like that, and then plus like renting a car, because I don't... Yeah, You won't have to rent a car if you can. We'll get you. Yeah. I won't, even, I won't even charge you gas. We'll figure it out. It's a free ride. Yeah, so... The other the other alternative is to just suck it up and drive up there. And so you could at least drive here and then ride with us, so you don't have to drive the whole way. Yeah, it's only twelve yeah. hours from your house to here. Uh, it's actually like ten. Yeah, see, ah, see? perfect, Something like that. But yeah, that's like a casual afternoon for Texans. Yeah for for the last couple of years, I've told myself I gotta I gotta do that. I don't care like how I make it work. I this is, do this it, is the so. year. I just want you to know that. Yep. This yep. is the one. It's the ten year anniversary. It's the, gonna, the it's, ten tenths party podcast be, or the podcast party paddock off the hook. Yup, we have two slushy machines, a hot tub. <laughs> Fucking Tommy, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's gonna be. A, it's kind of a really good thing that Tommy's not independently wealthy. God, that'd be amazing. We'd because, have a Toro Mechanico for sure. No, I think we'd probably actually have a blow up bouncy house. Bouncy house. That'd be all right. Like a obnoxiously large one. I want a mechanical bull more than with a with a Toro Mechanico in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I want. Uh, I wouldn't even care about racing at that point. I'd be at like, some you know, point I'm here with my mechanical bull. At some point, we're going to get told we can't bring these things because there's not room for them because they're not race cars. But you just until have to get then, sponsored. yeah. We if you get it sponsored, then it's okay. We need to get Nos in on it. See, like we're not bringing campers like everybody else, so there's. We we make yeah, up for that could, by bringing hot tubs and stuff. You could bring like 
three mechanical, three Toro Mechanicos and not take up as much space as Jeremy Swinson's going to be. So, yes. <laughs> or every other GLTC driver in their fucking RVs. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Everyone has an RV now. I remember when it was like open trailers. And then, then everyone got enclosed trailers. Now everyone has those 28-foot or longer enclosed trailers and their 40-foot RVs. And a lot of those 28-foot trailers are stackers. No, they're not. It's one guy with one trailer and one car. That doesn't mean they're not stackers. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess. they're, But they're only bringing one car. Some of them do, yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's out of control, man. Yet, Last year, the Festiva they- guys rented a outdoorsy. I'm just saying. It wasn't parked in our area, but it was there. Yeah, I would say Gingerman is going to be packed. So packed. It's going to be a problem. It's a problem every year. Yeah. Get your black Jeep out of our paddock. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I'll see you you in June. That'll be great. my, My favorite drag strip that we ever ran at, the guy that actually ran the track did the PA, and he would announce, okay, we've got a red Buick Century that's blocking in a race car. If you don't move it in the next five minutes, I'm going to come move it with my tractor. I'm not very good at running the tractor, so I can't guarantee what kind of shape it'll be in whenever I get done, but it will be moved. <laughs> <laughs> Their priorities are in the right spot. Yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Maybe Gingerman needs a tractor. Oh, there's for sure a tractor there. All right. Good. Get all this black Do you know that it's also the set of a rap video? I bet, I bet I'm like half of those views. <laughs> I watch it all the time. It's the best. It's the best video Second ever. Best. Second best video ever. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. It's no super lap theme. God. Speaking of. Hell, hell, hell Robbie, yeah. Robbie said that to us like nine fucking times. Every time, every time it got mentioned in the group message for like a month, <laughs> there would be immediate. There would be a link immediately following. I had it like saved on my clipboard. <laughs> super lap, super lap. Oh man, you can bring your family. I didn't even listen to it. For the, I didn't even listen to it like the first three or four times that he sent it. And then one time I finally clicked on it. I'm like, oh man, that's interesting. That's a, that's a deal. Speaking yeah, I of, it. I missed it being I missed it being performed live. That's the, the, my one was regret. It? From it, yeah, he was there. He, he did perform oh, it. Remember? Shit, son. Shit, son. I think maybe just the DJ was playing it, and he was like, no, he was rapping. Like they did like a video for it. It looked like yeah. in, the, in the Instagram reel. Yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot happened in that car show scene. It's a wild car show. The I mean. Like this year, I think spectator wise was even crazier than the last few years because like it was crazy shoulder to shoulder along the wall and the drift set up and there was a ton of people roaming around the car show. Good. I really, I genuinely hope that this event continues to pull in huge numbers because, uh, I'm so sad I missed it because now I won't be able to claim I've been to all of them, but it's such a cool event. Yeah, it was so the the paddock walk on Sunday was like it felt like the only time I've been down there that felt similar was for uh, like IMSA and WC, you know, like it was six or seven people deep. That's like, so awesome. Basically all the way down the pit lane. That's so awesome. And, like tons of families. I know um, Coda actually included it on their like 
their upcoming events, emails. Um, they t- they tied it in with cars and coffee on Sundays, so like they have a, they had a huge cars and coffee, and it was if you came to the cars and coffee, you could get in for free, and yeah. The first year they had a cars and coffee out there, and I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" There had to be a thousand cars there. Jeez, it was crazy. So they, yeah, there's they, a lot of pe- there's a lot of people in Austin with money to buy silly cars. Turns you, out you don't. Well, say. the thing about cars and yeah. coffee is that you don't have to have really nice cars to show up. Like that's not a prerequisite. So everybody comes to these things. Oh yeah, but the people with the nice cars do show up, and you need. Well, you yeah, see them. you got all these crazy hyper cars showing up in Austin. Yeah. So yeah, like the while the first GLTC race was going on on Sunday morning, I was watching the line of cars going across the back behind turn twenty, and it was just nuts. It was like McLaren, 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 Lambo, (laughs) old Charger, you know, like just crazy stuff. Yeah, I'd say they they were talking about that on the live stream, just the the sheer number of people, and you could like see when they would pan away from the track for a while and to show the other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people there. Which yeah, is good. I know. Like last year, it was. I mean, there was a really well attended event. There was there were a ton of people walking around, milling about. Um, I don't know. This year, I'd assume they probably didn't open them up either. But there's still a ton of grandstanding that you can't even get to. That yeah, right. I know the. I know the main the main street was definitely open. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really ex- explore that much to see if you could get past like the S's over on the the backside or not. I, there wasn't really any people over there. But. Yeah, I've never been down there. Like where the S's turn to the right and then go all the way down to the to where the back or to the beginning of the front straight. I've never gone that way. All yeah, the way there's down in there. a lot of. I know several of the years they've had like barricades up to where you you actually couldn't go down that far Just, yeah they always keep you out of the uh you can get on the bridge that goes across from where the drift area is over to the stadium section they call oh. it which is kind of uh that infield part after the after you get off the back straight and then out to the carousel yep that's the stadium section and they always you can get on the bridge there but you can't get on to the grandstands there and I've, it's always been kind of a bummer deal because i would like to so sit that, there and watch that section yeah that part was actually open this oh, time really? Not, really, not really any people were going over there i would tell it's been over uh, there so this year with it being like a month later it was they were doing all the prep for the nascar stuff so um turns like 13 14 i think there was a row of semi-truck trailer suites Nice. We're backed up all around that. Nice. Uh, my favorite section there to watch is as they're coming, you stand at the bottom of the hill coming into the second to last corner. Is that 19? 19, yeah. Coming into 19. Yep. You stand at the, at the braking zone for 19 so you can look up into the carousel section because these high downforce cars just come fucking hauling through there. Oh yeah. And it's a and it's downhill so they're loaded up. And it's just really cool to watch there. That's my favorite place to stand and watch. I love that yeah. spot. Yeah, when we went for F1 in 2012, we ended up sitting on that berm on the opposite side from where you can be in the paddock yeah. for 19. Yeah. And it was so cool watching the guys like you know, pushing the brake zone there and pushing the brake zone there. What brake zone? <laughs> yeah, in an F one car, it's not much. But. Yeah, nineteen. You can take. A, it's a pretty wide. 
entrance and exit so you can take it way faster than you probably think you can the first time. And yeah, I can't yeah. imagine it's that much of a braking zone for a Formula One car. It's it's visually very whenever you're on track, it's it's visually deceptive because you think it's a ninety degree corner because you see the track going off to the yeah. left and you're downhill and the car's loaded up to holy hell, you know, and you've got to get it like the car wants to track out to the left and then you gotta get it all the way back over to the right to set up for that corner. And so like the times that I've run there I always I always break and then I turn and I turn in at 19 and realize, Oh yeah, it's like, it, it's not 90 degrees. It's more like 65 or 70 degrees and it's downhill and it's a little bit cambered. So like it helps the car as you go through it. And yeah. It's a weird track. I, every time I've driven it on a sim, I cannot find a flow. Like it just feels very disjointed. Like, it feels like, okay, now I'm in this section, yep. and now I'm in this section. It doesn't have any rhythm and flow to it. The Odyssey. The thing that it, yeah, the thing that it loses on the sim is that you can't really account for the the elevation and how, how many different places the track has banking or it's off camber. It's really hard to keep track of all that. It's easier to drive in real life than it is on a sim. It's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's. Of the tracks that I've driven, both in a sim and in real life, it's a much bigger disparity for me, how I thought of it going on the sim before I got there. How many times have you driven there? I've been twice. Worth it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I can't. Like, if if the Camaro was back together, like, I, it, yeah, I would be, like, figuring out when I could go again. It's, it's super fun. And it's just, I mean, it's a Formula One track and you get to drive on it. So <laughs> you could have gone out there and, and, uh, ran nose to tail with Riley Starr. Yeah. You guys could have chased each other well, around in, in old American V8 powered iron. It would have been great. Yeah. So the fact that both Camaro him, versus Firebird, the fact that both him and Mike DeSold were there. With both of like, well, yeah, but you're not going to keep up with this old. Let's just be uh, no. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> based on based on what I did last time, I'm not going to do anything near what any either of them did, unless oh, I got really? like way more ballsy about it. I but, didn't know how fast Riley ended up versus where you've been at before. Yeah, Riley ended up mid twenties. I ran a thirty yeah. there the last time I okay. was there, but I ran a thirty in June when it was like 114 degrees. So. And that was on that was on rivals with no wing. That was just Optima Arrow. So yeah, he's on you know Hoosiers, bench bench race. He? What's up? He was on Hoosiers, wasn't he? Uh, Goodyear slicks oh, of yeah. all things. Mm. I don't know. So was that, that's a so that's a seventy Trans Am, right? It's a seventy Trans Am body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's left? Of it? <laughs> so uh, is that the craziest thing on the planet? Like it looks like it. So we saw it. That um, might be the coolest thing there in my mind. It it's him and it's him and Mike for yeah. me. And it's yeah. two different spectrums of doing the same crazy concept of just taking the skin of a classic car and building a, a car completely from scratch underneath. The, yeah. Um, his car is is wild on track because you cannot see daylight under it, period. Anywhere. No, it's crazy low. It. So we, we saw it at SEMA in 2019, I think, whenever he uh, debuted it in Vibrance Booth. And I was just like, this is this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, I've 
I've had a joke for a long time that the way you build a proper race car is you sit it, sit the rockers on the, on the ground and then you just start cutting until the tires fit. Yeah. And that's legitimately what he did. The top of the, (laughs) the top of your fender above the front fender above the tire should not be more than two or three inches. Yeah. And it's definitely, I, I mean, that's, that's just how you build an old school American car. Yeah. It's for the track. It looks, it looks like some of the old like Daytona, like super modified cars where they just, where they just draped a skin over some giant slicks and then made it work. Yeah. Um, and then like seeing it on track, like it's so low that it just doesn't like, it doesn't roll. It just goes like, it's just, it's, it, it runs totally counter to anything I've ever seen on track before. It's just wild. I can't believe that it doesn't just get stuck on a lip. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how like I, I don't know how he, he can't got, use curbing. Yeah, I don't know how he got through the paddock to get to the track. It's so low. Like I just it's mind-boggling. Um is it wildly impressive it, like build, like quality-wise and stuff like? I mean, it's it's insane, right? Yeah, I mean, every everything on it was, you know, is scratch built. It's a, it's a full, you know, tube chassis. You know, everywhere you look on the car, it's something that was hand fabricated outside it, of, you know, outside of like the roof skin is like the only thing that hasn't been touched on it in some way. Did it still have the eight to one header on it or did he do it? It doesn't. He, I, he had that on there for SEMA. I don't yeah. know that it ever actually ran with that one. Oh, but okay. It's still, it's a crazy, um, crazy high compression, uh, I think fairly big inch LS. Yeah. Turning a, a whole lot of RPM. Yeah, um, it I think his light. goal was to do ten thousand RPM Jeez. with it. I don't know that he runs it that way, like as a race car. But I'm sure he's turning well above you know what would have been redline on that car or on that engine originally. I mean, it sounded similar to what um, Eric Fleming's car did. And I know Eric was turning. Eric was. Eric was turning. Eric's, I think they said the peak power was at 8,400 on it. That car. And it's a, and it's a 468. <laughs> That's so nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Silver, silver vet. That car just keeps getting nuttier and nuttier and nuttier. Yep. So yeah, I remember every- last year, maybe the year before, he was just banging out laps in that car. And it looked like basically just a bolt-on Corvette. Yeah. But he had a sequential in it and yep. that 468 in it, and it's the most insane-sounding thing in the world. It's He's taking it up a notch now, um, but... Oh. Maybe two notches. Oh. <laughs> That's one of the cool ones, too. Yeah, and Eric... So Eric ran Optima for a long time before yeah. uh, moving into that car. He had a C- C7 Corvette that was super fast, uh, had a big, big, like crazy built Lingenfelter engine in it. And he's also got an older Corvette that he ran in the vintage class against us. Um, so I've talked to him off and on for years. So it's always, it's always cool seeing him at the track and hearing that car go down the front straight between the grandstands is just wild. It's amazing. If you think about it, how many guys that are there that started in Optima because Fleming did, uh, Ferris did, uh, Swenson did, yep. uh, yep. Mike DeSole did. Yep. And those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I think maybe some of those Viper guys that show up every once in a while have been Optima competitors in the past. Yeah. Those, those are the main ones that I, that I can think of off the top of my head, but yeah, 
That's, and then, I mean, that's kind of a who's who of the top of both the GLTC and time attack fields. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy's fast in literally anything that he gets in. So, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Why are you so slow, Robbie? I, I just need to get better. Yeah. I don't, I don't drive know. better. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> I made the car better. Now I just got to drive better. Did you though? Definitely didn't make it worse. <laughs> Suspension actually works now. Yeah, weird. No, so, suspension travel's overrated. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it took me 20 minutes to quarter balance it. all right it. with yeah. none of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that should have been a big red flag when it took me like for fucking ever to corner balance it last year and it looked stupid. And then this year I eyeballed it and like, yeah, it's pretty close. Then two adjustments later. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird. Whoops. Yeah. Big red flag now. Yeah. Should have been then, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yep. So, so anyway, since we're talking about since we're talking about crazy f bodies, I got I got Mike Dussold car stories. Yes, that, yes. Continue because go on. I mean, so I first of all, real quick, I can't believe that car made it there that quickly. Yes, yeah, so because that's he, a totally new body. Yes, they so he built decided that from scratch in like. No time at all. Like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mike decided. So every year they they do Pikes Peak and then they do some other testing, um, or well, they do blew the car events. all the way apart after the first time to fix a lot of problems. They blew a car. They blew the car all the way apart again another time because it crashed at Pikes Peak. Yep. This year they just like did the thing and the car was fine afterwards. So it was like, okay, so what's the next steps for getting, uh, you know, for like optimizing it and getting it to the next level. So for anybody that doesn't know, it's a 68 Camaro, it's full tube chassis. It started off. So I talked to him in like 2014, I think whenever the car was still just a Camaro, the Detroit speed subframe underneath it and a mild LS three. He, I'm talking with him at an autocross and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to twin turbo it and do this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know? And then he did it. <laughs> <laughs> now and then like the before long the country. Yeah. Before long, like I'm at an event or it had to be earlier in 2014, but either way, I'm at an event in like 2015, just like a test autocross day. And they roll up with this full tube chassis car with no body on it to just do shakedown runs with it. And then, you know, put the body on and ran Optima. Uh, he ended up winning Optima with it. And then they moved on to the Pike Speak stuff. So over the winter, they decided the the heavy part of the car that's still kind of weighing it down is what's left of the stock steel body, which is, I think, the, just the roof and the quarters. But um, I think he figured it was like 300 pounds. And so they're they got a fiberglass body to go on it to build all of the structure to be able to hold it. It did it in maybe a month. I, it could have like, been more than a month or a month, maybe a month and a half since they announced that they were going to be building a custom body for it. I, yeah. for, I never, I thought that the very first time we would see that car ready to go was before Pike's peak testing. Right. I, I never, so, in my wildest imagination thought that, I figured he'd be there with his Tesla again. Last year he was there with his Plaid. Right. I figured that's what he'd be there with again this year. 
Yeah. So the body that's on there now is it's just a, like, I think it's a VFN fiberglass body. So they're going to use that to make molds to do a carbon fiber body for it. So that's going to be the final form of it. Um, he told me that, I don't remember what the number was, but and he said that it, I think it's, it's under 3000 pounds, I think safely. And he said that there's another at least 100, 250 pounds on it. Wow. The car makes 1,300 horsepower. It has an like anti-lag setup on it that whenever uh-huh. they activate it for the mountain, it'll make like five pounds of boost at idle. Yeah. <laughs> it has a rocket anti-lag setup like oh, a rally car does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Jeez. So, yeah, there's so I, I think it, one of the most interesting slip angle shows I've ever listened to was him and Robert Thorne talking about their, their rocket anti-lag setups that they've ran on their perspective cars and just hearing the the things that can be done and just the insanity that that was an excellent episode crazy yeah any any time anytime i have the chance to talk to mike for even just a couple of minutes i i i take full advantage of it He's yeah one of the the most interesting most creative most dedicated people i've ever been around in any form it's super super impressive what they've done you know from you know i think 10 years ago i don't know how much performance wise he had done around cars i mean he built a lot of custom cars and stuff like that but uh the amount they've done and the amount of time that he's done it is really crazy um well, so one of my buddies has crewed with him for the Pikes Peak stuff for several years. I was talking to him off and on through the weekend. So they have this kind of brain trust around that program of guys that like there's a guy that's an LMP3 engineer that has like developed LMP3 cars. There's the guy they're working on with at Alcon is like the head of their GT3 brake development program. And it's all these people that they they go to him and they're like, okay, here's the problem we have. And we're going to do this thing where there's literally no rules. <laughs> what can you do for us? And all these guys are used to working in these like really restrictive rules packages. And they're like, Oh, I can just like make what I think will work. And you guys will just put it on there and nobody will complain. Yeah. This, this sounds like the coolest thing ever. Jeez. And so he he said like he's got an engineer that they send the the Motec files after a session, and he comes back with things as specific as like oh it looks like the nitrogen pressure is a little low on the right rear corner, and they go over and put a gauge on it and sure enough it is yeah and he's just seeing that from like the wheel the wheel sp- you know like the the shock travel traces and stuff like that that's the kind of people that are that are working with them on this amazing. <laughs> That's a level um, of insanity that, like, we will, I couldn't even dream of. Yeah, it, and so like I've 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 been looking at the car for years and years now. I hadn't seen it. Well, in Robbie years. and I have seen the car too because yeah. the f- yeah. I mean, like the first year that we did this podcast, we went to Good Guys here in Des Moines, and that car was there. And remember how he had like all those crazy airplane. Uh, theme gauges yeah, and, the, yeah. and the crazy like saddle leather seats in it and stuff like that. That was so good. It was so cool. I think all that stuff is finally gone. The yeah, gauges I'm and sure. stuff actually survived quite a few years. Yep. Uh, yeah. Before the, the interior, the interior, like the dash of it is still there kind of in the same form, but yeah, yeah a lot of, it's a lot slowly of gotten was, more focused and less Optima. Yeah. Uh, legal. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so like now the, with the new body, they, they just did a firewall across the back. So it's just a carbon panel. Um, yeah. they move the fuel cell forward and up. So it's like in the rear seat area for better weight distribution. Um, there's a laundry list of stuff that they did to it along with doing this, the change to the fiberglass body. But they, uh, they posted a pic of the car with the front clip off of it on like back at their shop on yep. their social media. And the the duct that comes off the back of the radiator and curves up over the engine to exhaust out the top of the hood yep. has two big holes in it with fans. Yeah. And somebody asked what that was and apparently they're brake they're the brake duct feeders. Oh. And they're clear up there in the in the radiator um duct on the backside of the radiator. Okay. And they have fans to help push the air down to the brakes apparently. Jeez. And they're like probably like four or six inch holes. I mean, they're yeah, big yeah. holes. Right. Interesting. I, just crazy stuff. Oh yeah. The the packaging in that car is is intense. So yeah, that's that's where I was going with seeing the progression of it since like 2014, 2015. So everywhere everywhere I could look on the car, they had it up on stands with the wheels off of it. There's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no dead space in the car. Like you look in the rear wheel opening and you see like there's a giant brake and there's a, a push rod going up to a rocker arm which is controlling a a coilover. There's a Motec wheel travel sensor. There's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> wheel speed sensors for the for the Motec for the traction control. Um, up on the front, they've got it's a just a giant. It's like a ProMod turbo. Yeah, that's on the passenger side, right behind the wheel opening. And then there's the turbo, and then behind the turbo, there's this big, huge tube that's all discolored to holy hell because it's. The it's fire most of the time. Yeah, and it's got lines and wires and stuff running out of it everywhere. It's like, man, there's just so much going on on this car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome to see it on track again after you know several years of not being able to see it. Just watching them through through social media, you know what they've what they've done with that car is crazy. We've seen it. It was at it was a PPIR last year. Yep. Um, and it was at Road America the year before, and he had a bunch of trouble with it at Road America. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, dear. I don't know that he ever really got, on track. got a representative lap of it no, I don't uh, think he did. of the car. Um, but, yeah, we've seen the car a couple times recently. And it's always different. Yeah, like never, way never different. Honestly, like, <laughs> sometimes I think that's almost uh, a curse for – that time attackers do mm-hmm. to themselves. Oh, for sure. It's like they change things on the car between every event. And so every event you're learning a new car, right? Not developing. It. Right. Well, I mean, you're developing the car, but you're not developing yourself. Right. Well, I mean, and you're, you're still developing you're, yourself, but like fine tune some shit every once in a while right. too, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wild, so I, I wrote, um, I talked to Adam and Abe and Abe said, you know, if you want to write something for track tuned, I'll, I'll throw it up there and it's not up there yet. Maybe it will be by the time this comes out. But, um, one of the things I put in it was the paradox of time attack in general, but then especially in this format of like, okay, so as far as like time attacks, time attack events in the U S that you want to go and do well at, like 
is Midwest Festival. It's Super Lap. It's I don't, like Button Willow see, Finals for GTA. I don't, think, I don't think Midwest Fest can be on that list anymore because I don't. Yeah. I don't think you. No one's going to set a Gingerman record at Midwest Fest. The track's garbage. Well, because of all the drift and stuff like that. Well, that that too. It's just I, also think, I think the track itself, in like in general, is worse than it was say three years ago. The times they set it rev up this year will be faster than the times they set at festival. I almost guarantee it. If you want yeah, to go there and lay also, down a track record, you got to go there on a weekend that's not a festival. Yeah, that's or weird. you need to or you need to do it first session out. Yeah, of the day. Yeah, but but I'm I'm talking about like you know big you know big spectator events big right you know. Big ticket events for the year. I I feel like there's there's kind of three things viewed between. on a national or on an international scale. Yeah, yeah. So Coda and Superlap being the first event of the year. Yet everybody finished last year going. Okay, I need to change this, 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 and this. I'm going to be working on the car right up to the point that it needs to go in the damn trailer. I'm probably going to be working on it at the track. <laughs> And I'm going to roll Between out on the sessions. Formula One track with 160 mile an hour back straight or 180 or whatever your car runs <laughs> and hope that everything holds together at this event that I care about like more than almost any of the other events of the year. So mm-hmm. it's a funny, like whoever can get the most out of like making the most of their changes and being the most prepared in a car that has no testing time on it, most likely is it's a, it's a cool kind of vibe at the at the thing especially in time attack of like seeing all these guys just thrashing on cars between sessions or um i was watching jackie's recap vid um a couple nights ago and like seeing what those guys went through you know just scratching their heads and just pouring <laughs> over data and trying to figure out like right. you know we came here looking for a 213 and on saturday they ran a 217 was their best it was like whoa like what well, and that like doesn't the, even begin to touch on what they went through before the race even started. Well, yeah, also that. <laughs> Shipping a guy from back to Chicago area or wherever to get the keys for the car because they forgot them and they couldn't even get it out and, of the trailer. And doing it in the middle of South by Southwest in Austin. So, so yeah, they had to drive him, I think, to Dallas to be able to to have him fly he out. Flew back, he flew like back into San Antonio. Yeah, I thought he went to San Antonio. Well, I think they, I think they had to fly him out of DFW and then fly him back to San Antonio (laughs) because flights in Austin, like Austin was so overbooked that flights were just crazy. Everything was crazy. It's the worst weekend and we got it scheduled again next year. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be happily paying $380 to stay at a super eight for two nights next year. (sighs) Gross. It's the worst part for sure. Yeah. That's, that's not great. So I'm slight, um, slight away from the track story about the super eight in Austin. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's go. what we all come here for. Yeah, we don't really care I mean, let's be real. Track. You can watch yes. the recap videos of the individual drivers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going back and forth for the couple of weeks before, like, do I drive the Z? Like, cause I, I road trip the Z down there the last couple of years. It's like, do yep. I drive the Z? Do I drive my truck? Do I drive the Z? Do I drive my truck? Like it's been super fun having the Z at the track because there's like a thousand other Z's at the track with the Lone Star Drift stuff. And it's, you know, it's just kind of fun to drive the car that you, that you do down stuff with. But yeah. Um, so last minute I decided I'll just drive the truck. I'll have a little bit more room. It'll be a more comfortable drive down there or whatever. So I exit the highway to go to the hotel. When I want to it down there at like 1030 that night on Friday. Um, it tells me turn right. And it's, 
like up and over a drainage thing. And it's a solid like 20 inch rise at about a 30 degree angle. Like it is, it felt (laughs) gnarly in my truck. Like, Ooh, this wouldn't have been good if I had driven my car that sits like three inches off of the ground. Yeah. It turns out you wouldn't have been able to park in the parking lot. Yeah, so then I you like go in and go around a little jog, and then the turn up into the into the the actual parking lot for the hotel is even worse. (laughs) (laughs) The approach angle on a on a half ton Silverado is not even enough to get in this place. I I was legitimately worried about the the little tube steps on my truck dragging as I went across it. I was like, there is no way I would have gotten within a hundred yards of this hotel in any direction in my car. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, some things work out. Yeah, that, that that's good. Yeah, it doesn't matter what approach angle you take at that. No, there was no like I was looking at it when the Saturday morning when I left. I was like, man, no, no, this would have been bad. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, it's Texas, so everyone has lifted trucks and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. That's not an issue. Yeah, apparently so. So. Were you close enough to the track that there were other people that were there, obviously, for the track? Uh, At least one person was. (laughs) Wes was parked right next to me on Saturday night. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, at least his his isn't anything low either. No. So. So. Yeah. I I looked like whenever I got back to the track Saturday afternoon, I looked over and was like, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> like I, f- I felt bad afterwards because I talked to him and met him at Heartland Park. Yeah. But it's all a blur. It's hard to remember how many people you interact with and talk to and and then you see them on social media, but you never you see their cars and stuff like that. You don't see them so right. much. And yep. it's hard to remember that stuff. I get it. So. And at that time, I was I was sulking because I didn't get invited to rally ready, so I was just going back. That's not into, entirely uh, true, I don't think. I felt like it was one of those things that I could have probably invited myself to, but I didn't. I wasn't in the mood to be that guy. So yeah, it yeah. seemed like it was pretty low key. <laughs> yeah, I would have done the, sound, done the exact same thing. Yeah, I would have. So Dalton feeling like that he was the one that got there and kind of ruined things. I would have felt like fifty times worse than what Dalton did. <laughs> Because Jubei would be literally the only person you knew there? Exactly, yeah. I was thinking about, like, I felt out of place there last year, and there was 150 people there, but I only knew, like, four or five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, those are are the anxiety-inducing situations that I'll just go sit back in my hotel by myself rather than deal with. Yeah, so I ended up going out with uh, Daniel, my buddy from work, so. Yeah, you got a whole crew of of local... Texans that go to that, don't you? Uh, this year we, had, we had several guys that were that had said several guys from work were going to come down, and then all like, of them bailed. Yeah, normal. they all they all flaked. So. I mean, that's that's par. Yeah, if even fifty percent of the people who say they're going to an event show up, then you probably underplanned for how many people you thought would come. Because <laughs> let's be real here, that's how things go. Yep. So. Anyway, other stuff, the shenanigans that were. Um, talk about the time attack stuff a little more, and then we can talk about some GLTC uh, oh, yeah. shit. Um, Awesomeness, you mean? This year, the field was uh, more 
interesting stuff than we have had in the past, I think. Yes. So kind of for the first time in a few, well, I guess, I guess Ferris and the GTR have had a couple different, like pretty close battles, but I felt like unlimited was more of a, like kind of filled out field than what it has been for a while. Well, Um, almost since the first year it's, well, I guess last year Will was there too, but almost since the first year, it's kind of just been who can push by themselves yeah, who because can, the rest of the class is broken. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been kind of like chasing last down a year's repre- record. Yeah, if you can put it down a representative lap, you're probably you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um. So the. I always think that like I I always almost feel bad for Ferris in that respect because. Yeah. When we first started going to all the grid life events and doing all the t- following all the time attack stuff, there was like this huge field of very fast unlimited cars, and there was literally four or five cars that could very easily take the weekend and the record at any event. Yeah, and then as soon as Ferris like jumped off the deep end into the unlimited field, I was like, well. Fuck all y'all. We're going to Pike's Peak or never bringing our cars back out again. And so I guess have fun chasing our old records and trying to go faster by yourself. And that's got to be like the worst. Yeah. That would suck. If you're not, if you don't have a rabbit to chase. It's... Right. I mean, the, the rabbit of the lap record is there. Yeah, but that's not the same. But that's not the same. Nope. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way with, with like being on track. Yeah. I always do better in a race than I do in qualifying. Right. Which, you know, speaks to my experience and skills. But yeah. But if I have a rabbit or the motivation of a race, I always do better. That's kind of why I have this love-hate relationship with Pikes Peak. Because it it's a cool event and it there are a lot of cool cars that come from it. But it also takes a lot of my favorite time attack cars away from me for long periods of time, uh-huh. if not forever. Uh-huh. Like Will's car has made it to one yeah, event since he started doing Pikes Peak. Or maybe two or three events. But like... Uh, since he started doing Pikes Peak, it's really just that's it's been just, his focus. Yeah, it's just and out of, out of our life has been in a similar situation where I mean that's a lot of times is their focus, and uh, Desold that's a lot of times his focus. And um, back when he was still running them, uh, gosh, now I can't remember his name. The guy who used to live in Michigan that built that NV8 hypercar. Um, uh, Cody, Cody Loveland, Loveland. Cody Loveland. Yeah. like all his crazy stuff that never shows up anymore because it it. Well, plus he lives in like Vegas. Well, yeah, now he took a job <laughs> with Supercar Systems and he and he lives in Vegas, but like that stuff never shows up anymore because it it's Pikes Peak and like it's such an all encompassing event that that's nearly all you do. Right. Well, and they were. I think they were talking to Cole on the live stream at one point. And they were like, "So, what can you do here that applies to Pikes Peak?" And he was like, "Not a damn thing." <laughs> no, because you got to set the car so much lower, and and the speeds are totally different, and yeah. none of it really applies. Oh, another another fun fact on Desault's car. He was running like one eighty before the halfway point of the back straight. That's absurd. I assume he was and out of gear. Yes, and they said that it was still like it wasn't like aero limited, like it was still accelerating. It just ran out of RPM and gear. Wow. <laughs> but like, what do you do? There's no point in fixing that problem, right? It's for one I mean, track, right? Until unless you do like unless you 
you do like the like a quick change or something where you can you can change the gearing specifically for that track. I'm shocked that quick changes are not a more common thing in the grid life, GLTC, time attack, uh, super lab battle circle. I think it's going to be a thing for sure. I mean, at some point GLTC guys are going to have, that's, that's like, it's already been discussed. It's that link at this point. That's got to be one of the lower hanging fruits is being able to dial in gear sets for race. Yeah. Just optimizing there. Just optimizing for the track. For sure. I know Justin Kelly for sure swapped gears for Heartland park when he was running with us. Yeah. But he um, was he didn't have a quick change. No, he's just changed he did it between events. final drives. Yeah. yeah. But I, and then that led to the discussion of quick changes. Quick changes or having gear sets. I mean, it's really not... Between events, it's if really not that hard to swap. That, if swap they start gears. doing that at the track, they're going to have to dyno. Yeah. It changes your dyno. Because it'll change your dyno. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to dyno... Like with the different gear sets yeah, to prove to, legality. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to re dyno every. What a time. fucking mess! Oh yeah. So, but I mean, you got you got people <clears throat> with like different tunes. So I mean, you got to if you're. I know. <laughs> I mean, if if you get penalty weight and you decide to times, take that instead of weight, you're gonna yeah. Have to a lot prove of times you're, you're relying on the the honesty of the competitor for a lot of that stuff, which is scary. You, and you can't. Honestly. At some point, it's gonna get scary. Competitors wouldn't lie. No, no. <coughs> not for not for a free cho- or small in words, trophy. In the words of Abe Schmucker, racers are barbarians. That that's that's a polite way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I always fucking thought. degenerate pieces of shit. Tell us what you really mean, Abe. <laughs> Say, <coughs> give me give me what you really mean. So, uh, speaking of degenerates, uh, McLarens they were a hot item this year. Yeah, there was a few McLarens. You don't say. So, one in specific. So do we just want to get into the pro comp discussion? Yeah, yeah we, do. we do. How do you feel about it? So as wait, hold on. Let's let's explain. Pro comp is a class that I guess well, it's above unlimited almost. While you ex- while you explain that, I will be right back in one second. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of sits above unlimited almost. Yep. Not necessarily, but that's where like the tube chassis, the, the prototypes, prototypes, the the factory the built factory race cars. built cars. That's where they sit, and in in Superlap and GTA, that's called Pro Comp. Um, in uh, Grid Life, that's called Super Unlimited. Yep. G- Superlap in specific has always had one or two cars that show up for Pro Comp at least. Although I think this year was like a remarkably sizable it was field. A, it was, this was probably the, I've, again, I haven't been paying attention since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Time yeah. attack isn't really my main focus, right. but I do pay attention to super lab battle a little bit. Right. Uh, but this was easily the biggest field that I've been aware of. Uh, grid life. It almost never, never has like, there's one or two cars that show up here and there. I know. Like, I, I don't know. Ryan Dussex, his, um, his Subaru gets classed in in pro comp at, at S at super lap. I don't know where he gets stuck at grid life. If that, cause that car's that little Subaru that he has is used to be, uh, an endurance car for a Japanese team. And it's like a really famous car. Yep. Um, and how he ended up with it is, is a crazy story that I don't know that well, but, um, I don't think that that car, I think that was a, a body in white that doesn't have a VIN tag. Right. I think is why it ends up 
where it's at for them. But then like the pro the, this year, especially there were a couple of prototype cars that were there. Um, there's that little golf that uh, has a crazy arrow on it yep. that has a, it's basically part S2000, has a, yeah, part it's basically Miata, an, part something else. Yeah, it's basically an S2000 drivetrain with Miata suspension and a Golf bolted on top of it. Perfect. And that ends up in Super Comp because it's got like no factory tub in it anymore <laughs> or anything like that. I don't think it's I don't it's not what I would call a tube chassis car. But so much of it has there's, been cut out and modified left, that it, yeah. they that's where he puts it. Um so yeah, that's kind of what pro comp is. Yep. And this year yep. was definitely the biggest field we've ever seen and the most competitive field we've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's the first time that it's been the overall Yeah, a lot of times time. the pro comp cars are just uh they're not they're not fighting for the lead. They're, yeah, they're not they battling just, they, the they just fall into that. They just fall into that and they're there for for the experience and for the track time and and uh to put on, you know, be part of the show. And I and I respect and enjoy that, but they've never been competing for top spot like they or you know running with the unlimited class cars like they have this year. Yeah. So uh, this year the big three in that class there were just two LMP three cars, right? Yeah, two LMP threes. Um, and then there was one of them. The G- one of them was yeah. yeah. One of them was Jensen Little that had the the Miata uh, that we love so dearly. Miata the first, first year, year that so fun fact SPL that makes suspension parts actually uh-huh. owns that car now oh really yeah. I still think that so, car if you take the slicks off of it and I can't remember did he have a sequential in that car do you remember he might have if you put a normal tra- a dog like box you could put a dog box in it and you put some 285 RT660s all the way around on it and I st- seriously think that that would upset some street mod cars I like it. Yeah, the times a, that he was doing wild the times that he was doing, I feel like he would that car would give uh Jackie a run for his money at most most events in Street Mod. That'd be awesome. That'd I, be fun to watch. I thought of the first time that car rolled across start finish the first year, I thought there was a timing error. I thought there's no fucking <laughs> yeah. way. No fucking way. That dude cut a corner somewhere or something. I don't know. That car's fifteen seconds faster than it should be. <laughs> Yeah, it went through a wormhole in the back straight as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, he sold that car and bought a an LMP car. And then there was another LMP car there as well. And then yeah. there was the GT or the 7 McLaren 720 GT3X, which is McLaren's GT3 car with an open rule book. Basically, I think it's the GT3 car without the detune. Yeah, it's like 700 horsepower with the full GT3 um, body R like package around right. it. But it's yeah, it's basically this is this is what our GT3 car could do if we didn't have to live by the power rules that GT3 cars have to live by. And so yeah. it's I mean I, th- I think it makes more power than than a 720 does. The 720 that's built on, right? As well so, as as all the crazy, all the arrow bits, the, <clears throat> yeah. the braking suspension yeah. bits, all of it. Yeah. So one of the things I was reading, I think it said that it's still not as powerful as what like the the 
the best variant of the streetcar is. Oh, really? But it, like, the package altogether is, like, the ultimate McLaren race car, essentially. Like, whenever you put it all together. I mean, I think it is faster than a Senna there. Yeah, I would I would think it would have to be. Um, Which is crazy. <laughs> so, to, I, I mean, to put it in perspective, there was... There was two different uh, Mercedes AMG GT3s running, and it was eight seconds faster than the fastest one of those. <laughs> Which, I mean, we can't take – you can't take that – I mean, that's a huge time. But we, we don't know what the driver's skill in either of those yeah, yeah. Those two platforms I know, I know are. Cam- Cameron like Lawrence that, that like, was driving the McLaren is legit. Yeah. Is like a pro driver of pro drivers. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about the guys that were driving the. the I'm not Mercedes, saying they were bad. I'm just right. you know that take it with yeah, a grain of salt. But know. eight seconds yeah. is a fucking decade. Yeah, it's a lifetime. I, when you're looking at GT3 cars, they should. I mean, those that's one of the more competitive classes lap time wise. Like those should be real. I mean, I realize this is turned up, but damn, eight seconds—that's crazy. Yep. So watching that car go into the S's, I've only other I've only ever seen one other thing that had doors do that, and it like it was at an IMSA, like it was a it was a prototype, like it was a a P one prototype, like that car <laughs> was completely insane. What's and, really you'll you'll love this, Robbie. There's, here's a stat about the seven twenty. Yes, that you'll love very much. Uh, it's the same carbon tub as the street car. Okay. And I, and it's so strong that they don't have to run a roll cage in it. Um, that's crazy. It it meets FIA crash standards without a roll cage. Good lord. Yeah, so the they had onboard videos on the the YouTube channel for uh it's Rafa Racing is the the team that was running it. And it's just like the interior of it is just these big pillars of carbon everywhere. But that's the street car. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the GT3 car and the street car run the same tub with no additional stuff. No additional uh, safety changes. Amazing. In fact, they probably take stuff out because it doesn't have airbags and shit like that in it. Yeah, yeah. More optimized. Yeah. <laughs> they run, for all intents and purposes, it runs with less safety equipment <laughs> than the street car. Well, I mean, a Hans and a six-point FIA harness no, go a little that. ways, but it seems but, all right. But still, <laughs> it's crazy to think that, like, <clears throat> that's how McLaren built that car. It's it's so insane that they don't even put a cage in the fucking thing. <laughs> so, so it was it was wild between sessions. Like they're pulling the the wheels off and put them in warmers, and it's up on the air jacks. And there's like seven guys. I was going to say, when you say team running it, you mean milling team. Yeah. Milling around it. Like tapping away on light on laptops and like, yeah. Laptops. Like I just want like, I don't (laughs) plural. I don't remember which of the photographers it was had a picture in their gallery of like four people guiding it back into the garage spots. <laughs> Does it sound like the most insane thing too? Uh, it was super quiet. Oh really? It was real weird. That's a big deal. It, um, it, whenever we went to see WEC down there, um, the Audis that were the diesel hybrids at that time, they would go by and you would just hear air off of them. It was like remarkably similar to that. It was really wild. I don't, I think the, 
the 720 that was running in unlimited or, or limited was significantly louder than what it was. That was kind of strange, but huh. So I've, I've proclaimed my love for McLaren's. Yeah, of course. Like I, if I was a rich guy, I would own like a, just a fucking parade of McLaren's. It, I, I, I still think some of the most beautiful cars ever made are McLaren's. Yeah. Modern day McLaren's are as good as they come. Yes. In modern there's, there's day. A, there's a few cars here and there that I would argue is are more beautiful. Right. And that I, I would prefer to have. But they're one-offs. Right. As a brand. They make the best cars. I, I, I am with you on being a McLaren yeah. nuthugger. Yeah, yeah. All for it. So, uh, Jason Canakry, he runs... A 720 and street mod at grid life events uh-huh. and we're we're buddies because he also has a an omni oh yeah because you're the same you're basically the same, <laughs> yeah. basically the same people uh, he's a man of taste <laughs> he's a, yeah he's a man of taste so we bought an omni clearly he's a he's a wonderful he's a true being. racer yeah it's supposed to be a gltc car at some point that'd be sick it's he's he's just the, like, he just like the, yours he bought that one that was getting passed around like it's probably been a year or more now it was oh, a caged yeah. GLH turbo. Yep. I do remember that one. Uh, he, he's the one who bought it. Nice. Uh, and he's messaged me a couple of times about it, but I'm just like, this is, I'm fucking talking to a McLaren owner right now about <laughs> Omni shit. Like, what is happening with my life? This is so weird. But yeah, I just, I love them. The McLarens so are the best. I, ugh. but that car's in pro comp because it's a factory built race car with no, uh, Vintech, yep. and my so so, <laughs> the spirit of time attack. It's the stupidest term. <laughs> uh, has been a discussion, a hot topic discussion point for the last year or so. Oh, for sure. Can, uh, we, can we get an ads on the show next week to yeah, rebut right. whatever you're? <laughs> I just triggered uh, Devin um, by using that term, but. Um, I, I agree that prototype cars and tube chassis cars and stuff like that should probably have their own class and they're not com- they can compete for overall and stuff like that but they're not unlimited class cars. I actually think that cars like this GT3X and other GT3 cars and stuff like that I really don't see why they don't why they're not allowed to run an unlimited. Yeah, the fact that oh, it doesn't have a vintage. I actually I I like because if I wanted to, I could go buy a McLaren 720S that has a Vintag, and I could build that car if I wanted to. Right. Or I could spend a probably not a whole lot less money, but like less money, just buy that one. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fucking money, but uh, I mean, I could I could buy a 911 GT3 car, or I could build Ferris's Corvette. They're probably similar cash points. Realistically, well, and the, I just don't under the, I don't see like I don't see why they necessarily need to be separated. So I'm gonna go and I think I, I, thought, probably I thought we were gonna have, have similar points here. I probably but I'm have go, an like, unpopular opinion with that. And I I didn't think I would agree with Adam, but I do. I do I the only thing different between that and what you could build and be completely legal is a Vinteg. Yeah. Because you could buy, I mean, theoretically, you could, you could, you could, you could build buy that. those parts from McLaren and build that car off of your street car if you wanted to. So I'm going to go the other direction. Yeah, controversy. I figured you would. <clears throat> because you're I'm a little bit this. more of a purist. About, like, I, you're sad that 
uh, DeSold is making his car a carbon fiber monstrosity, and I couldn't be more tickled pink about it and stuff like that. So, like, we have some slightly so, differing opinions of some of I don't, these I don't upper like echelon how much, things. I don't like how much I agree with you on things. This is, this is freaking me out I'm here. good with that. Dusty, pull me back. Pull me back. So, in the quote-unquote spirit of what Time Attack is, I think if you bought that thing from Porsche or McLaren yeah. or or whatever, and it was designed to go run for 24 hours in France, then it should be an exhibition class. Nah. I don't see I, why. I don't, time, attacks about, time attacks about builds and about unique cars. I, and, like, I love... I, I'm not saying that I don't want to see it on track. Like, I love that those cars are there. It's amazing to watch them. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're that they're helping, you know, fill out the field and, and make the event, the event a viable thing. But... I can go watch GT3 cars run anywhere, any day. Like, yeah. if it's the premier time attack event in the US, like, I want it to be as many unique, shop built, ragged edge, weird ass cars as possible. And so, if there's, you know, if there's five different factory built cookie cutter cars, like, not that, I mean, that, that, the McLaren is one of 15. Like, yeah. I did not take lightly the fact that I got to see it run in anger on track because I don't think many people are actually doing that with those cars. So it's really cool that I well, got even, to. Even if all 15 of them make it out on track on a regular basis, most of them do it on private cars. Yeah, most on private track yeah, I, you'll never. I can't imagine that that there's more than four or five of them that are actually getting driven the way they're supposed to be. I've Unless seen McLaren, pictures of like McLaren days at code like private yeah, McLaren yeah, yeah. Is with like Senna's and P1's and wild shit and yeah. I assume that that's the situation where that car is actually getting used an overwhelming majority of the time more often yeah. than not if ever yeah I mean unless they specifically like handpicked who was able to buy them I would bet that the majority of them are sitting in someone's collection and it's one of 15 and no I would never drive it why wouldn't you, why would you drive it that would ruin the value of it like yeah it's got four digit miles so, maybe. see I, I couldn't disagree more with it ruining the value to me that the fact that that car has done a two flat at, at Coda makes it worth more than any car that has zero miles yeah but that's not the way most collectors I know. You know, look at it but I know either way I loved having those cars there it was super cool to see LMP cars and that kind of stuff but I don't for for pure time attack. I want to see cars like Ferris's and Will's and the Life GTR and um, you know Mike's Mike's car ends up in Procom because it's tube chassis. But that you know that is oh is it? I couldn't remember if he was Procomp or if that was an unlimited class car. Yeah, he he ends up in Procomp. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's tube class. chassis or what, but. Grid life and, and SLB have just different enough rule sets that there's a couple of things that are just like, oh, damn it. Yeah. There's a couple of cars from both regulars of the series that kind of get screwed by going to the other. One or the other, yeah. See, I like the fact, that, the fact that Jackie runs in like the second class up in GTA, but Street Mod is like one of the fat, like it's one of the crazier, crazier classes in Grid life. I mean, technically, it's, it's funny the middle. To me. Yeah. But it's still like. You know, your street, street, yeah, I don't know. It's still the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's it's the second slowest class in theory. It's the second class from the bottom in theory uh, at Superlap. There's just – Yeah, like, like if, you, if you go and win Enthusiast there, you technically have to jump in with Jackie. Yeah, you're forced into <laughs> and the there's street. A, <laughs> and there's a 13-second gap there. 
Is that it? <laughs> a 26 to a 13, yeah. Is that what it is? Which wow. is a long way. Yeah. That's a lifetime. It's a metric fuck ton of money for most people. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I will go back to your point, like, though. I completely agree with you from the intent of, of Time Attack, from the spirit of Time Attack. I completely agree with you. But from writing a rule set and sticking to it, that car should not be in. In my mind... And it's it's, not it like, should be not be in pro I, comp. It should be in unlimited. I don't believe that there would ever be a situation if that car was made legal to run on unlimited, where everyone would be like, "Well, fuck this car. I'm sick of it. I'm just going to buy a GT a GT3 Porsche Cup car and show up to the track with that." And secondly, if a bunch of people showed up with GT3 Cup cars, the fuck the next event they'd all be fucking different. Because nobody, nobody who's seri- who's that serious about time attack is going to allow them to be beat by another car, and they will modify the shit out of them, and they will make them faster, and they will be evolutions of of what Porsche built or McLaren built or GM built on a Corvette platform. And I really don't see why it, it couldn't. I, I totally understand your argument, uh, and you make a lot of solid points. Don't get me wrong. But I don't see why they need to be separated. I don't think that there there's not enough of them in the world that are being used in this capacity that they need to be separated uh, out. And I feel like uh, because they're putting them in different classes, and I'm not even sure that their records stand as overalls, I think that that hurts them actually showing up. Right. If they were allowed to run I'm, in unlimited, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if they were allowed to run in unlimited, there'd be more of them. And then they'd start modifying that's... the shit out of them cuz I know they would. I think, I think most of the people that have the money to to buy like like the the Mercedes GT3 cars, I know for a fact that those guys are running like SRO and IMSA events. Like yeah. they they're in Texas, like they're based at Crescent up here. Like it's a three hour drive down the road and it's, well, and it's they a, can pay six, they can pay $1,600 for a weekend to go test. Like that's cheap for those guys. So. Yeah. It's a test weekend or for them. $1,200 or whatever it is for. It's for just entries, a chance so. to go out there and play with the car and get some, some laps in and, and do some brake and tire testing. <laughs> yeah. Cause those guys, the, the guys with the Mercedes and I think the LMP three, at least um, Jason Chin, they were running the full session, yeah. every session, and they were running like Jason Chin ran a two oh seven as his best lap. I bet he didn't run a lap under two ten or like over two ten the yeah. entire time because those cars are just designed to just go pound laps. Why um, can't time attack cars be designed that way though? <laughs> not whenever it's not whenever it's a guy like you know it's it's a group of dudes that just love yeah. doing this like no i get that it's but i don't i don't think that if you put that car in unlimited i don't think that would make ferris not want to run there maybe i'm wrong i don't know and, no and I, and I completely agree like i would if, be you know, pretty like that that car wins overall you're just like yeah whatever ferris wins overall you're like that's fucking amazing you want that yeah. you're cheering for that i completely agree with that 100 percent. like if i had a million dollar car that had 40 million dollars of development put in it i would i would hope that i could win right overall yeah it's, yes, it's, but it's I, like getting I a firmly, so ferris had made comment on when i said something to him on facebook that like this event was one of the hardest events he's had ever as from a reliability standpoint he had a ton of issues with the car and i 
I bet you that if things would have gone smoothly for him, he'd have, he'd have given that car a run for its money. Well, yeah, he definitely would have. Um, on the on so data, he, he, he posted, had time. He had tons of time. Yeah, I mean, so we've gotten this far into it, and we haven't even talked about what what all he went through. Um, yeah, he was he was so busy. Every time I walked by there, I got a chance to talk to him like once the whole weekend. Um, Side note: so I, Carmen Kevlar looks fucking sick. Oh yeah, it it's, looks it's beautiful. Wild. So the crazy the crazy thing about it that I didn't even think about until I was looking back through all my pictures. So. We're running in March, so all the grass is a lot greener there. So I'm like, I've got pictures of him like through the S's and <laughs> wait, stuff and the cars up against the grass and it just blends in. He goes, he goes, running in March, the grass is way greener. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's fucking br- brown, it's brown, dude. T- it's dead. There's no green here. It was it was ninety degrees on Saturday down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well it got to sixty here. Oh not today. No, no not today. Not today. <laughs> It was 48 degrees when I got so, out of my truck at Robbie's house. I was like, shit, I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. Yeah, yeah y'all are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really can't argue with that. It sucks sometimes. Yeah, Iowa sucks. Sometimes. Stay away. Yeah, stay away. 70, 75 degrees today. I'm wearing sleeves. <laughs> I own one long sleeve t-shirt. One. Uh, you got a couple. One. So anyway, back to Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> So I think either either dyno testing or track testing the week of the event, they figured out that it was mushrooming valves. Yep. <laughs> or tuliping valves, tuliping valves. What is that? Which mean? means which means that the valves were actually like bending or like in? warping inward? In. Yeah. So it was Whoa. losing so it was losing, losing a bunch of compression uh, seal on the valves. So they went what? to yeah. What went super to alloy are they made of now? Well, how is that possible? So I think they put titaniums in it. I don't know if it had titaniums in it before, but I think he said they put titaniums what in it. The I was gonna say I think fuck. I know people put like Inconel and shit and and like some some of those super alloys that we use in aerospace all the time. Yeah, that's not uncommon. I mean, it's yes. kind of uncommon. No, you, I mean, you put them in MZRs, man, and then they're not that expensive. Really? Oh yeah. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. How do you? So, that's, I'm just trying to think how that is. That is that suction? There's no and, way. And heat is cylinder heat? cylinder pressure and, and temperature. The, it gets hot enough, and then when the when the suction is happening, it. But well, like, I think like those get more because like, when it's you that there's those, so much. You've got so much cylinder pressure that it's just pounding on those valves, and it's beating it up against the seat. So you think it's pushing it? It's not that it's. Pulling it down, it's that it's pushing the center up and cupping it. That's cupping my it. that's my completely uneducated opinion as a guy that's only ever worked on naturally aspirated small blocks. But yes, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's a combination of all of it. Yeah. Um. So third Wednesday or Thursday night before they yeah, had he the heads off of it off. at LME in Houston. Yep. Put it all back together. Um. First session out on Saturday, the they built so he completely reskinned the car with a carbon Kevlar body from HGK. Uh, completely rebuilt the nose structure on it to hold the uh, splitter and everything. So first session out, that structure in the nose broke. So he came by me in the carousel with the splitter sitting on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they had. 
I came back through the paddock a little bit after that. They'd unhold the nose and they were uh, TIG welding it back up to get it strengthened back up. So I think he went out for the last session on Saturday. Um, he had posted yesterday or the day before that the lap that he ran a was a 20, 203.8, um, which I think is just slightly faster than what they ran last year with it. Um, or than what I guess life ran last year. No, I think he uh, won last year, didn't he? I thought he did. Or okay, yeah, that's right. Um, so it, like it, it increased the record by just a little bit. Um, but in the pro, like on the process of running that lap, it had lifted the heads and pushed uh, the head gaskets out of it, and said that like it was filling cylinders up with water and doing all kinds of ugly, nasty stuff. He posted a clip of it coming through turn 20 and there is steam just rolling out the back of it. Jeez. So. Oh my God. That's insane. That car is like, there's so much going on in that car and there's still so much of it. That's still Corvette. It's just mind boggling. Yeah, it's it's simultaneously one of the craziest and simplest builds in Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. There's a just, lot of like a, shockingly Corvette parts on there, but there's also yeah, a ton of like holy fuck custom shit too. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's full rear mount radiator now, so the nose is completely closed up except for the sides for the intercoolers. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the Kevlar body that's all just scratch mounted. So like the whole rear tub is cut out of it now. Um, he cut a lot of weight of it. Yeah, it's probably a, less a lot of weight out of it now. with that. Um, it's still like more silhouette Corvette than most upper echelon time attack. Like if you put that car next to a, a stock c6 versus like life's gtr next to a stock r35 that's more recognizable as a corvette than than G, than life's car it's still more silhouette corvette than a lot of the crazy unlimited cars yeah life, life's car with a big the big crazy tunnel through the middle and then they've yeah. done a lot of cutouts on the sides and, and it's stuff. got those like crazy canards on the front and and yeah yeah the, there's not even doors on it well, it's like half a door. It's a, yeah, it's a half door. <laughs> yeah, that car, which I don't know, I don't know anything about GTRs to start with, but like that car is like unrecognizable to me as a street car. You know, like yeah. Ferris's car still has doors, and like if you look inside it, there's still a tra- there's still a a Corvette transmission tunnel and everything else in there. Like, I think he still uses a factory rear diff. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, it's a, it's a beefed up, I know it's a beefed up gear set and it's a different, I think the, the diff itself is an aftermarket, but like, yeah, it's still stock style. Yeah. I remember, you know, he put ZR1 axles on it and stuff like that. And like everybody else is having to put crazy billet things in there and he's putting parts off of the other factory car on it because that's (laughs) fine. Well, like that kind of goes back to, to what. Swenson's talked about on his GLTC car. He's like, you know, I'm I'm taking a car that was overbuilt to begin with and then going and, and running this Making with it. it. So I don't have to worry about the platform itself. I'm just worrying about dialing it in where, 
you know, the, the guys with civics and these other cars, they're trying to figure out how to make control arms not fold up in the middle of corners and stuff like that. So yeah, those, rear those cars are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, I, his car, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him go to Australia. But I'm also kind of sad. Yeah, so when does he have to ship that thing over? I think he like said it tomorrow? leaves in July. <laughs> for yeah, an October so event? September. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember for sure. It's I think it's late September or maybe early October. Okay. And I think he said somewhere he posted, somebody asked him when it was leaving and he said July. Which also means he has to thrash on it to make sure it's ready by July. Otherwise, you're well, that means, like, shipping it across the world to go thrash on it in Australia. It means, like, I assume it's probably not going to make it to the Road America Grid Life event, which is a real bum deal because that would have been a really cool car to have at the Time Attack event. Um, you know, it would be it, wild to be the be the fastest car on the property during a NASCAR weekend. Yeah, That'd be right. Awesome. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> like, fastest, like, fastest trap speed trap of speed anything. And probably lap time. Yep. I mean, let's be real here. <clears throat> And, uh, I mean, he probably could have gone for a sub two there too, because yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of times road America and circuit of the Americas lap, lap times, times are very, rep, like very similar. Yeah. They, they so, talked about that on, I mean, if you get um, the car shook out a bunch, get some of these gremlins he fought all weekend at circuit of the Americas, he could take it to a NASCAR weekend and rub a sub two second lap or two minute lap time there. I'm like, fuck me, that'd be dope. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Going to Australia is like the coolest thing ever. And I'm beyond excited to watch that car run there. But there's a number of events that it means it's not going to be at this year that I won't get to see it. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, he I was, would love to see um, what that car will do at mid O now. I would, and that won't happen. Yep. I would love to see it at road America. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, I, I only hope that he gets it back for, in time to go to take it to Laguna Seca and he takes that opportunity. That's my that's my hope. It definitely won't make it to Lime Rock. I mean, there's a lot of events that it would have been cool to see that car at that it, it'll be in a crate on a boat. So So he was he was talking to Tomo one of the times I stopped by there and said the They've got like some test days lined up and stuff like that where he, I don't think he'll get to drive it down there, but he'll get like track time in some other cars there. So he'll, he'll have time on the track and it won't be like, he's not going to be like trying to learn the track in the process. He's out there doing an autocross while everybody else has done a million laps there. He's out there like, where do I turn in? Yep. So he was saying when he was talking to Tommy, he was like, you know, I'm, I've wanted to do this forever, but I wanted to find the way to do it the right way to do the car justice. You know, whenever yeah. we get down there to, to land as prepared as they possibly can be. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can, what they can do whenever they get down there. I hope he's able to beat Will and take over as the fastest North American car. That'd be cool. So yeah, I wish him all the luck. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I'm not. We'll be following. I'm not you're, just, like, you're just selfish, Adam. <laughs> I, yeah, that's you're a hundred percent accurate on that. I am absolutely selfish because now all the events that I plan on going to, he probably won't fucking be at, and it's one of my favorite cars to see, and he's one of my favorite people to talk to. I talk to him at every event I go, yep. and now I'm not going to yep. get it. So. so the the piece I wrote for Tracktuned, if it ever gets published. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
We come out I, just about the time they update their track records on grid.life. <laughs> so I, I went through and looked at 2019 versus now to see in each class where the record stood. So mm-hmm. Unlimited has dropped 3.3 seconds from uh, Life Run of 207 that first year that him and uh, uh, James were going back and forth yeah. the whole weekend. Um. Limited, the, so the first year was Ferris at a, like, 218, and Eric dropped He's going that from a 218 to a 203? Yeah, 15 seconds in, in five years. five years. Ooh. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. But that first event, I mean, uh, essentially ruined him. Yeah, because he 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 won. He turbos. came down there with the NA big inch LS, and then won a turbo from Garrett. <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, while we're at it, here have, have a twin." Yeah, here have have two. <coughs> Which that was always his plan. Like I was talking to him oh, leading sure. up to that, and he was like, "Yeah, the car's going to be twin turbo. It's going to do this and this." Yeah, <laughs> I've been around a lot of people that have talked about doing big crazy things, and then they've done them. So, um. Anyway, what is so Fleming you, run? You, what, did, what did Fleming run now? So Eric ran a two twelve two this year, which so six is, seconds. That would have that. That's just off of what James ran in the Integra year one. Wow. James ran a two eleven year one. <laughs> uh, it's so nutty. And then Street. So Street. Um, Jackie ran a 213.8. So he, um, Amir had set the record last year to 213.894, I think. Oof. And Jackie ran a 213.870. Oh. <laughs> and Damn. that is a 9.3 second improvement over oh. 2019. <laughs> wow. Jackie? <laughs> Did he win in 19? Uh, no, he, he. Who won in 19? Yeah. Uh, 2019 was a 223 with Ryan Shimsky. He's a local guy. Oh, okay. Subaru. Okay. So Jackie ran the S2000 and only ran like a 230 the first year. Oh. I think they had issues with it. Um. Yeah. Well, and that was an NA. Yeah. 240 horsepower car too. Yeah. So his video from Coda is, is super cool. To which all of his videos are super cool because yeah. he manages to make time attack videos that are like entertaining and educational to watch yeah Yeah. like um so they they went out with more like the car's making more power they did a whole like year worth of development work on it since last year um everything on paper said the car should have been like significantly faster i think he ran a 215 last year um they went out on saturday and it it i think the best was like a 17 and they were just scratching their heads and and trying to figure out what was going on um, went and looked at a lot of the data and he figured out that there was a lot of just like trusting the car and then they turned it up to the max power level and the car gained like 15 miles an hour on the back straight from tune three to tune four. <laughs> wow. I was watching his, his laps from Saturday. I was like, man, that like he, he was running like one fifty five. I was like that, like that's around what, we were able to do with the Camaro with like 500 wheel horsepower. And then they turned it up to four and it ran 170 something. <laughs> okay. That looks more like what I was expecting. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. 
170. That's in a street legal car with air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. AC, adaptive cruise, like everything. That car, or for my money, like that car, still streetable, still like that's still a hill for for, uh, Dusty for sure. That is, that is a bad. MFR right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I get that it. Is cool. I get like, that too. I I like, love I love more race car cars than that. That that's where my heart lies. I so think I, my dad's pre- tube chassis car ruined me because, like, now I think that that that's just what everyone should have is like these crazy, wild, yeah. stupid, purpose built machines. That just that's what everyone should have. Yeah, so I have, I have equal I have equal fascination with like a sprint car, which is like the most purpose built thing on earth. Like yeah. the only thing it does is go fast and turn left. If you try right. to do anything else with it, it will literally kill you. Yeah, yeah. But also like taking something that just should not be that fast, and like it's got door panels and air conditioning and everything else, and it is running two thirteen at Coda on street tires. <laughs> like he drove that thing from New Jersey. Ohio and one and then drove it back yeah. <laughs> last year. Like I that feel is... like there's a real possibility that he could post very similar times to the cup cars at the NASCAR weekend at road America, which I can only assume he will be at. And that's going to be hilarious with a, to me with a, like with a 200 rolling up the window tire. and looking at the infotainment yeah. screen yep. in it. <laughs> On a 200 tread wire. Yeah. And on 285s like yeah and i feel like there's a real possibility that he could go nearly as fast or, or just as fast as some of those cup cars like how yeah. funny would it be if he if he would have taken pole in the xfinity race yeah i need to i need to look and see what the yeah, what those the cars were yeah. yeah i don't know if we've ran the new car there yet well they run a well the, X, the yeah. xfinity cars are still the old old style oh are they yeah oh okay i didn't know that I just, I just assume they were the same as the. See, I, I I feel like Jackie could break a lot of hearts at one lap with that car. Yeah. That's oh yeah, that, that car. That, that's what he should be doing. One lap's Except another cruise at ninety. One lap's another event like Pikes Peak for me. Yeah. Like I, I love that people do it, but it also ruins a bunch of people that I that, they're <laughs> like, oh fuck these time attack events. I'm gonna go run one lap all the time, motherfuckers. Stop it. Yeah, so the worst part is it's like my eight own days selfish needs, Robbie. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, seeing all of the uh, winning formula and ASM stuff about WRL, and then um, one lap and Pike's Peak and all this other stuff, I'm like, everything is getting pulled away from Time Attack in one direction or the other. Like, stop it! <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they are, and then they aren't because there's still a lot of there's cars coming in. Yes, there's cars leaving, and, and Time Attack has always been very cyclical, but like. There are cars leaving, but there's also a lot of them coming in. So, yeah. I mean, there were a lot yeah. of new builds there I this felt- year that were that were fast, and you know, with yeah. with some development time, are only going to go faster. So, yeah the uh, the the time attack field this year was was super encouraging overall. So, should we talk about GLTC? Hell yeah. Yeah, we can get Robbie Robbie to join in the conversation. Now. The assholes that are the barbarians, <laughs> right here. The barbarians, right here. Well, I mean, I wasn't there, but yeah, I'm right here. If 
for the most part, when Abe says that, he's referring to GLTC drivers. Yeah, because time attack drivers are so different. Yeah, time attack drivers don't complain about rules. What are you talking about? Yeah. They're way less maintenance. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? They're all equally bad. <laughs> uh, they could run they could run a, a like a only time attack event on so many fewer staff because of all well, the extra yeah. bullshit that's required to yeah to to run a safe race yeah absolutely well even just to run a weekend the scrutineering and yeah, the licensing yeah. and yeah. race director and all that stuff yeah it's a lot of extra people it really is so anyway uh again lots of new cars lots of New faces? There's a, there was a decent number of new drivers. I think there was, I want to say, six rookies. I wasn't paying real close attention. Just cause I, if I'm not at the race, I don't, I don't pay as quite a t- close attention. Like I'm still fairly active in the group chat, less so since I got my new job. Um, and then, um, I watched every race on the on the live stream. Made yeah. sure to watch that. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'll see if there's any drama or fallout in the group chat during the weekend well i mean obviously we're all here for the drama <laughs> let's be real here that's half the reason i want in that chat is just so i can watch the drama uh it's i there's and then there's there's always weekend specific chats so that it's just the drivers at yeah, the event which yeah, makes yeah. sense to keep people like say me from commenting on something i'm not actually at which right. is good right um granted i'm not that guy that's why but i don't understand why i got put in the sunday cup chat that's why i left it i had, soon no, business being I had no business being in there <laughs> which is why i left anyway um, but yeah, so I, I think there, I want to say there's six rookies. That's a lot, and for a for an event that's not exactly close to the core group of racers, yep. and also the most expensive GLTC event, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it's very six expensive. rookies is a lot of people. I think the the Road America event was also, if not equally as expensive, slightly. I want to say they're on. It's on par. They're on par. Yeah, yeah. that would make sense. Um, but yeah, it, and the and the rookies that were there did very well. It sounds like. My understanding was that the ones that were there raced very cleanly, then and fit into the group very well. There were some that, as soon as they jumped into, like they threw them into the group chat, and then obviously it was just like, "Welcome to the chat. We don't talk about GLTC here. This it's all <laughs> we bullshit." Draw dicks on yeah, we pictures. draw dicks on pictures, <laughs> which is which is really funny because. We're starting to get more girls in the group, so then you're kind of so like... Now it's a little weird. So, well, like, should we continue to draw dicks on pictures? Because yeah, like, the thing is, someone will post a picture, and Luke McGrew will take it, draw a dick on it, and post it back. <laughs> you have to the, also draw a vagina on there, so well, you're the, equal opportunity. Well, it's funny. He did that, and then he's like, I just realized there's a lot of girls in the group now, so I apologize if I offended anybody. <laughs> and Lena Chin took a picture that was already in there, drew a dick on it, and posted it back. It's like, you fit in. You're in the group. <laughs> oh no, that's and, awesome. And it's like I'm not. I'm not that active in the group, but yeah, she is. Lena Chin is, and she's fucking hilarious. Awesome. Like just when someone comes in and you're just like, this is our group of people. We all do these things, and we have this sense of humor, and there, everyone kind of fits into that mold. Right. Fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. So like, again, outside of the racetrack, like just like the GLTC group, the like the people, the vibe. Very good, and then the racing was, I thought, was excellent over the weekend. They put on a show, for sure, for many reasons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean the big one that everyone talked about: James Houghton losing his his uh, driver's side rear tire. Uh, the hub failed. Yep. Classic Honda things. 
Yeah, uh, so uh, I had a couple different moments for the weekend that I was like, I would rather be lucky than good at finding the spot that I need to be in. <laughs> and that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you were on the exit to the last turn, to turn 20. Yeah. So, uh, and so you got uh, him coming around side by side with the Z. Uh, yeah, so me, me and another guy were in. up on the top of turn one, and he had a golf cart, and he was like, all right, I'm going to watch a couple of laps, and then I'm going to run down to turn 20 because the sun's going to be coming up right over the pit building. It's going to look awesome. Do you want to ride? It's like, hell yeah, I want to ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they came around the corner, and I panned across and got him because I was like, oh, like him and, and uh, Michael, Michael Hilo. Hilo were like right next to each other. And I like pan all the way down it and get them through. And then I realized as I was doing it, like James's car, like comes through that corner and then just, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what was that? And so I like zoomed in and shot him like further down the straight and then went back and looked at it afterwards and was like, he was missing a tire. (laughs) (laughs) And not just that, like the whole wheel, everything just gone. All of it. The hub assembly failed. So the wheel bearing, everything came off. Yeah, a couple of the shots I got, you can see the outline of the brake rotor on the back side of the car, yep. on the bottom of it. When I when I was watching the the live stream, I'm like, and he kept going. I'm like, oh that bill, oh my god, oh that bill, because the Coda is notorious <laughs> yeah. for, for for sending you ridiculous bills for if you hit tire or at least hit walls. It. No, they're not threats. It's like Barber; they're not threats. I don't. I mean, the first year there was somebody who oiled down and they made a deal, but like, I don't, I don't know that many horror stories of actually getting charged. Uh, yeah, of so, people in our group. Yeah, I don't know of, of any. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if you if you do something and it's like obvious that it that it that it like it was just a pure bad luck thing, I think they come to you and they're like, hey, like here's what the bill's supposed to be. If you can do like this much, like we're good. Like if your car like explodes and catch on fire, they're not going to write you a fifteen thousand dollar invoice like while you're standing there pour like pouring tears out of your eyes. But if you do something stupid and you deserve a fine, if you do something you like a drag fine. a line through the middle of the track halfway around the lab, I it might be a little bit different. But from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like they like he got popped with anything. Yeah, which is which is why as I'm watching this, I'm not aware of how they do that. I'm just aware of the the myth and the yeah. rumors. Yeah, yeah. So he's. The way I see it is he lost a wheel. He is dragging a hub halfway across the track for a half a lap. Um, turns out he really didn't. The, hub, mostly, the, hub, the hub was, was gone. It was control arm yeah, so, so that was the, dragging. Yeah, so it was just like the flat bottom of the so back they, corner of the I car. I keep so. hearing this argument that I, I don't stand by, and I think Robbie can back me up on this because he's like basically a metallurgist at this point. Uh, but they keep he keep James's big argument is like, well, Look at all the time attack cars. They're all throwing sparks from titanium skid plates. Like, yeah, but the Not reason the we use titanium on those situations is because it's so it's because it's malleable. Soft. Yeah, it's <laughs> super soft. And so it doesn't damage anything. Because if we could get away with using aluminum, we sure as fuck would. Because it's way cheaper. No, no. We, we The reason we don't use aluminum is because it doesn't spark. That's yeah. the only reason. Oh, really? The re- I the, figured so we didn't use aluminum because it's... It's harder enough that it might no, damage no, surfaces. No, no, aluminum is so soft. Um, so yeah, there's AJ, three AJ split Harman sells aluminum ones. Yeah, <laughs> so there's th- oh, really? yeah, there's okay, three splitter pucks that people sell. Yeah, titanium, obviously. Yeah, because it's, it's the li- one. It's light. I mean, that's the one that everybody fucking. It's uses. light. It sparks, and it t- theoretically does not damage the track. 
aluminum, light, doesn't spark, doesn't damage the track. Okay. Stainless steel, sparks, damages the fuck out of the track. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's why everyone buys titanium, because of, because of the sparks, and because it theoretically does not damage the track. I thought that we were actually doing this because it didn't uh, damage the track, whereas aluminum could. Aluminum cannot. Well, like, I mean, they all could, but right, aluminum yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't. Like, it, it's super soft. Huh. Okay, I stand Look, corrected. Looking fast is being fast. That's why you use that's why you use titanium. Yep, that's why mine are. Titanium. I didn't realize that titanium was purely for hot boy points. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you don't. I'm want not it. mad about this. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like this, all of this tracks because I I bought the titanium ones because they spark. <laughs> I paid the extra money. Okay, I did. If Robbie paid the extra money, I could have I could have got the aluminum ones. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I stand corrected. And I sure as hell was not going to be the guy that buys the stainless steel ones. No, that sounds like a problem. They're probably the longest lasting ones. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they last forever. But that's but you're the guy that's, that's gouging rude. into the track. Yeah, that's rude. For sure. So, that's crazy. That was race two? That was, yeah, race two. Because that was yeah uh, the end morning. of set. Wait, what? Was that the end? The last race on Saturday? Race two. Race two Sunday morning. Oh, oh, because oh, it's right. practice qualifying race and then oh, race, race, right. race. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, three session, three sessions each day. Yes. Um. Yep. So race two was also the Formula One standing start. Yes. That was an exciting, exciting. It was way really to start early too. It was so there was. I mean, all the the pretty golden hour pictures and all that horseshit. Oh yeah, that I don't it really was, understand. It was. So good. <laughs> oh god, it was so good. <laughs> I got I got some uh of everybody coming up into turn one like five wide, running way cleaner than what NASCAR did through there. Oh my god, it wasn't even comparable. <laughs> I um yeah, Michael Hilo I think posted the picture of it and it showed like turn one of lap one of the NASCAR race. And like, it's just like basically every car is touching another, another car. car. Yeah. It's unreal. Like embarrassingly bad. Ugh. And then yeah, GLTC can, I mean, you got some boops here and there, but it was a clean race through there. So and then Na- and NASCAR with, also didn't no track limits except for through the S's apparently, which I don't think they really, Oh, yeah. they did enforce that a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, with GLTC, you've got a group of guys that a have respect for each other, and b have respect for their cars. And in NASCAR, and you've got a bunch of guys that don't respect each other. And there's 14 other cars back at the shops. So why would I give a shit about this one? They're not paid and, to save the car; they're paid to win. Yep. And you could you could definitely tell that with the the uh, clearly we're getting away from uh, the GLTC race, but like um, you could definitely tell the drivers that race in IMSA or Formula One or open with like it's very obvious that they're used to cars that you cannot do that with and their driving style reflects that so then when you get like someone like Jordan Taylor that gets himself in position four to start the race and then immediately falls back because he doesn't want to slam his car into other cars and everyone else is willing to do that yeah yeah I mean it's, it, it sucks because I mean that's it's entertaining I guess a little bit See, I don't but think it not, is. It's not good racing. Crashes are not that entertaining to me. Good racing is entertaining to me. I realize I'm not the average race consumer uh, or NASCAR consumer, I right. guess. Where, well, but, the, the problem with it for NASCAR on a road course, especially on a 3.4 mile road course, is that 
every time anything happens, it's a full course yellow. And it's a 20-minute downtime. Yup. Like minimum, Why, even just to get something rules? out of the middle of the track on the back straight no, it just, it was just takes a long. solid twenty. No, 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 break. no. The the full course caution. Why couldn't? Why can't they sector yellow? Because they view yellows as a way to bunch the field back up and create the excitement again. Is part of it. And two, those guys, I don't think, like I don't think they're ever they on were, a track with a safety vehicle. They like they don't do register, hot poles. They couldn't do. They couldn't register. They they can't grasp the concept of of sector yellows and hot poles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's think fair. that exists in their, in their rule book or the, you know, just the, the mindset of the guys. And I'm, I'm pulling that out of my ass. I don't know, but it tracks. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably as much to do with commercial breaks as anything, literally, because there were so that, many that, that broadcast was <laughs> absurd. <laughs> it was, a, well, like I, I was, I kept thinking about, um, on Talladega Nights, where he's doing the where he's crashing, and then they cut to an Applebee's this commercial. Crash sequence is so long. We're gonna take a break, <laughs> but like they they literally did that during the Coda race. Like that, it was they would do a commercial, and then they cut back, and then they do split screen where half the screen is a commercial, and then they go back. But then there's like right back to another commercial. Like, I think Ryan Ryan timed it That's out. That's what I'm trying to find right now. And it was like here it is. Uh, he said, "Just finish the race." Just under 47 minutes of commercials. It's too many. 47 minutes of commercials. I think he included the time that they split screened. I don't think he, I thought I thought he explained that he that he didn't count certain things too that would have added to it. I don't know. My I have terrible phone service down here, so, so I can't get it to all the load. But anyways, but yeah. But GLTC put on a pretty good show when it came to clean racing yeah so i think the race on saturday afternoon i was on the outside of turn two and luke and eric came down the hill from one through two and eric disappeared behind the corvette (laughs) which is funny on several levels one because it's it's badass that those two dudes were door handle to door handle through two which is like loaded up about as hard as you can get anywhere on a racetrack and they both looked at each other and were like nope I'm not given so we're going to see who comes out of the end and two that Eric's car is so dang low that it disappears behind a C5 Corvette when it's a Civic yeah because C5 Corvettes are known for being really tall and large Uh, yeah oh yeah Especially, Especially one, his on, is, one on Penske's set up to rate. And it's, <laughs> and it's a fixed roof coupe. It doesn't even have the hatchback. Yeah. So yeah. there's even so, less real estate there. Yeah, I showed I showed that sequence to Eric, and he was like, he said, yeah, I looked over and saw it was Luke, and was like, are you going to lift? Because I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to Luke afterwards, and Luke said the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, weird. Weird. But oddly enough, they made it through the corner without... Banging into each other. That's because they're they're buddies. Like they have a respect for each other. They're friends with each other, and they want they do that for the excitement of that moment. Yes, that's what they go to the race. That's what they spend thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours building those cars just for that five seconds going through that corner. Yes, I for it. Like obviously, it'd be great to be doing it for P one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feeling still exists at P nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. 
Just saying. So <laughs> I get I it. Don't need you to con- I don't need you to convince me to build a wheel to wheel car, Robbie. Come on. Yeah, we do. I've already offered you a because seat. Because you won't fucking take his seat. I have you offered pansy. you a seat. Yeah, we called you out on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Do I, I got a good do- I got a good start on getting comfortable enough to potentially do that? What's more comfortable Saturday, than a three fifty Z? Just uh, like yeah. the one you own. <laughs> but maybe a little more functional yeah. wheel. One with four functional wheel hubs. That's my Robbie promises the. I have Timkins on mine, and they're only functional. they're less than a year old. And I'll have spares. I promise. It's fine. Do I need to buy a different size seat? Are you? A, how skinny no. are you? If anybody's going to fit into that that's seat, saying, it's like, Dusty. I mean, it's not yeah, like you're going to co-drive with Dalton anytime soon. Dusty, please drive my car. <laughs> you're like one of three people who will fit in it. Yeah, I've sat in it before. Oh, see, I don't even need to get a new seat. No, and, it, and you guys are similar height and, oh, yeah. and build style. Like, you guys would fit in the seat comfortably together. Like, it doesn't have to change. Man, it's like someone's offering you a seat to do Super Grid or something. It's like there's an yeah, event you've gone to already, and so you really have no excuse not to. Yeah, you'll be there already. Anyways. Yeah, I'm probably gonna just be there shooting pictures if I'm completely honest. No, we'll see how we'll see how the rest. Don't of the make year me goes. find someone else. Bring your helmet. Yep, and your suit and your Hans. My fire extinguisher. <laughs> well, I'll, have spares. I'll have spares. <laughs> I'll have spares. <laughs> Anything so, else? Other other GLTC notes. Um, Adam Ulrich's car is the super badass. So best good. looking car, dude. I'm so excited at how cool that car looks. I got I got a shot of him chasing Zach Lavoy in the Sunday morning race, and the the lights in the middle of the bumper oh, all yellow and it's the best. It's got the yellow and white C5R two tone on it. Man, <sighs> he did very well. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe he stole my livery. Whatever. <laughs> I know better than that. I know better than that. I I can see um, you doing a uh golden green. Green for the money, gold for the honey. <laughs> that's what they say, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's definitely what white people who live on uh acreages in the middle of the country say. That's what mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> Next to a lake. <laughs> It's a it's a pond. It's it's it literally says lake on Google, Robbie. Someone put that there. That's a lie. In 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 Minnesota, lake. Iowa, not Minnesota. It counts as a in lake. Minis- in Minnesota, that's an ocean. The pond I drove through here on or the puddle I drove through here on the way up the driveway is a lake in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's not fair. It doesn't count. Wisconsin that's, has more lakes lake, than Minnesota. Lake number saying. ten thousand and one. <laughs> So, so GLTC, yes. right? A- yeah. Adam's car, so, probably my favorite car in the field. So, I get that. yeah. So Adam's Adam's car looks super cool. Um, if you're listening to this, because I know he does at least occasionally, well done. Yes, yes. Um, Eric's car was having seen it at Heartland Park last year and seen it kind of be. I think I I talked to him a little bit. He he wasn't. We should say Eric super happy with where it was at. Eric. What's that? We should say Eric Cattell because there is more than one Eric. Eric Cattell, yeah, yeah. I forget that not everybody follows it like a giant nerd like I like we do. So right. Um. So Eric Cattell's Civic sedan. Um. Like he ironed out a lot of stuff over the winter. The car was just 
super hooked everywhere. Um, in a combination on that big, huge track that shouldn't have really been that competitive. He was, he was running all over everybody through the S's. The car's um, always been ridiculous through S's. Cause I remember that was like the comment at NOLA is that I heard more than well, one person. Old, that was his old car. I, well, yeah. yeah, that's fair, but they're very similar cars. I mean, yeah. Uh, apparently that kid just knows how to drive an S. So. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember watching him close up the gap on literally anybody that was anywhere near him in the S's yeah, at Nola. Or open it, depending yeah. on which end of the yeah. car they were on. Yeah. So I um, remember there being more than one comment from uh, competitors and spectators alike that that car, his old hatch, just went through the S's at Nola like nothing else could. Yeah. His car, watching the onboard, like, front-wheel drive cars have a certain attitude in a corner and his car just does not look like any other front-wheel drive car to me. Not it at just, all. It like, it rotates on a dime, but it's still hooked like crazy. It's mind-boggling. It's it's a really, really impressive. I, I love watching that car on track in person. It was super cool. He had a ton of tight battles with, uh, with Luke and with James and um, and then, yeah, Jeremy was Jeremy on a big open track, like him and, uh, Paul Curley had some, some, you know, tight back and forth through the first couple of races. And then, uh, I think Paul had an issue with the diff at one point and that kind of just opened the door for Jeremy to, to take the weekend. So I was really surprised to see Jeremy, uh, with a Johnny Wang on the back of that car at Coda. Oh Yeah. So yeah, the I think, rules must have the rules must have changed in such a way that he deemed that worth worth it. So well, it clearly works. Well, and I think you've I got mean, yeah. you've got through the the high speed at like you know the track's got big long straights, but it's also there's a lot of that track where you're turning too. So at speed, if you can get yeah, if you can get that high speed stability into the into the S's and like through the carousel, you know, you yeah. you can. There's a lot of that track that is that is 80, 90 miles an hour in turns or yeah, higher. You're flat, so. you're flat or nearly there in third gear yep. or fourth gear in a corner. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see, to see um, once, you know, hope Eric's able to get, I don't know, uh, Eric and his dad got into an accident on the way back home and... Uh, Looks like he's he's running up parts to get the car back together. So hopefully they're able to to get back going here pretty soon. I'm excited to see that car on a smaller, you know, more club track. I think it's going to be a really well. competitive combination. So, yeah, I, I mean, most people that listen to the show that follow GLTC will will know the story. But yeah, he they were dry, they were marathoning it back and then fell asleep and then ended up in the ditch. Luckily, both him and his dad are okay. Truck was written off, and the probably the trailer too. But the Civic was in shockingly good well, shape. So the the trailer ended up upside down with the car still attached to it. Yes. So the the car took the weight of or took the force of a crash with a trailer on top of it, upside down, and yep. the car shockingly well. Yeah, it, it looked. From the first picture he posted of it upside down in the in the ditch or ravine or whatever you want to call yeah. that looked. Awful. Yeah. Literally every every one of our worst nightmares. Like yeah. as soon as that, as soon as he posted that picture, I'm just like, for somebody who's all, who's like one I've, of the few people who has written a car off in a GLTC race already. Yep. Or written off a GLTC car in general. Uh, 
Yeah, I was like, are you, are you kidding me yeah, again? Of, of all, yeah, of all yeah. people, you know, why does that have to happen? Crashed for like eight months to put that car together from scratch, yep. like from a, from a stock, shelf. rusty thirty-year-old car tub. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you could just see, like, in his in his first post, he could just like he he's using words like you know just you know, that he's just like lost, like like yeah. why do I even do this? <laughs> like why why would I even bother putting it back together? Like why yeah. why would I go back? And try try again, ah. and then by the time the day kind of figured itself out, and and the damage wasn't near as bad to the car as, as everyone assumed it was, um, and then the, the, the outpouring outpouring of support from you know Instagram followers, the GLCC community, grid life in general has just kind of was it was very obvious that he'd be back quickly. You know, all things considered, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. Well, and then once they got the trailer righted and got the car out of the ditch, I, I mean, I saw some people made comments that, like, it didn't look any worse than some cars look after a 24-hour race. Right. Like, no, it, I, it looked like the, it was body damage. Yeah, one of the better comments I saw was, that just looks like a, a car after the 25 hours of thunder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few of those cars at PRI. They, they're they yeah. not in good shape. No. So, uh, all things considered, could yeah. have been a lot worse. Yeah, and, and very happy to see that it wasn't. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, how... Every single person that's done these events has done exactly that, where they get yeah. get in the car on Sunday and try to marathon at home so they can make it to work on Monday. And you're, you're driving, it. you're driving when you shouldn't. I've I've done it. I've done it many times. I've yeah. more times than I should have. Because like one that sticks out to me is when I drove back from NCM after TT uh, yeah. Nationals. I figured that would be. I was so tired. I bet mentally. I was drunk. Yeah. I don't remember parts of the drive home. I have no doubt in my mind I've done that shit after, you know, some stupid shift at work. Yep. That I, you know, and and at this point, now that I've been doing this shit for a few years, at this point, I just go to sleep in my truck. Yep. I just find a place to park, the top of an exit ramp, a rest area, a gas station, whatever, leave my seat back and just crash for a while because... It's not worth it. No. After that event, like uh, the, that next day, I was just like, dude, you're the dumbest fucker on earth. Yeah. Don't, don't ever do nope. that again. That's and I, and I've, I've never, I'm, granted, I've driven home after events and I've been tired, but it's yeah. never come close to that ever again. Yeah. And it, and it kind of helps the way Grid Life has formatted the events where we're done earlier. But like WRL, you know, we wouldn't get done until six o'clock. Then you load up. Yeah. Then you load up and leave. And you're trying to get the fuck out of there so you can get back to home. Yep. I mean, at that point, you're you're taking Monday off either way. But still, you're still going home. You want to get home so that you don't have to take Tuesday too, because you got twelve, fifteen hours of driving. Yep. Because we live in nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we would always Sunday nights, like because we would do Vegas every year with Optima. Sunday night, it was like a four or five hour cat max and it would, he would drive part of it. I would drive the other part and yeah, you, you leave the track and you're like, yeah, you know, adrenaline's pumping and, but yeah, then you've, then you realize that you've been thrashing for two days or at a grid life event, three days yeah. and that adrenaline wears off and it hits hard. Oh know? yeah. So, but yeah, the, that next day, whenever he posted that, I was just, I was just bummed all day long up until the point that we saw that, um, that some of the, uh, I don't remember who, who it was that had come down there to help get the car with them, but they were all arguing over, uh, GLTC rules and stuff like that. So <laughs> yep. I think so that Aaron, made me, that made Aaron. me feel better about, about 
what kind of uh, what kind of mood everybody was in at that point. Bay told us yeah. that he stopped at the gas station that Eric and his dad were at. Yeah, I think Aaron Lichty and, had helped him, and that Lichty had shown up with a yeah. truck yeah. and trailer, I think. And then Jabay said he knew he'd be okay when Eric was the one who started on arguing about rules with Jabay. <laughs> <laughs> So. Classic Eric, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> barbarian. That, that made me. That's that made awesome. me feel way better. Yeah, about, yeah, about where everything was at. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah I say once the shock and of, of it all kind of came back, and I think he started to like, you know, see like, okay, this isn't as bad as it originally seemed, and and then Eric's back to himself. It's like, yeah, he'll be back in no time. Yeah, better than ever. I I assume he's going to be at CMP this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that, but I bet. Uh, nah. Yeah. I bet he'll be at the rev up for sure. Ready to go. Is there a GLTC event at? No, but it'd be, he'll, he'll want to shake it down. Nah. <laughs> he, whatever. What do I know? Potato, potato, rabbit. <laughs> so. What about you? Any bar, any barbarian uh, degenerate shit while you were at Coda? Like, I mean, uh, poor the, mansion stuff. The degenerates didn't show up this year, so he doesn't have any fun Man. Uh, naked Dalton stories. Yeah, there was. Uh, did you even go to a supermercado that had chickens? I did not. Yeah, I. Uh, so <laughs> I, mean, the, I don't. I don't even know what to do with this. The closest. The closest thing I did to a supermercado was a uh, an Asian restaurant in South Austin that you had to order on your phone because they had no wait staff. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like some sort of bougie hipster bullshit. Yeah, that's, yeah it had nothing was, to do with weight stuff. It's just how they do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it's good sushi. I told I told Jabay I was going to go get sushi, and he looked at me like, "You're in the middle of Texas," and I was like, "Yep, I'm going to go eat sushi." <laughs> I mean, you're closer to the ocean than we are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was closer, closer to the I was closer to the ocean than I am when I eat sushi normally. So yeah, so I, I eat sushi here regularly. I. One of my favorite, I've been to sushi restaurants basically everywhere I go. One of my favorite ones in the whole world is here in Des Moines. But that's because they have a table for you. Like all they the may time. know, they may recognize me still. We went there like two weeks ago and they're like, oh, hey, <laughs> welcome you can, back. You get, you, we, we saved this spot for you in the back. Okay, thanks. Mr. Veerhout, right <laughs> this way. Yeah, you see that line of people waiting? Yeah, fuck them. We got your table for you. They they unclinked the little velvet <laughs> rope and let him walk through and then clinked it back. Everybody, your but, table. Everybody is behind right. whispering at you like, "Who's that? Is, that uh, yeah. is he like a local celebrity? I think I've seen him on the news." Yeah, I heard he's a pro am racer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a very famous podcast host. Yeah, there. That's it. Yep. So. Yeah, GLTC was a was a good show as always. Tons of tons of battles all the way through the all the way through the order. Lots of cool cars. Same old, same old. Oh yeah, should should be a good good year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to you know, like I said, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I, the, I think Coda is still an outlier track. You know, I think some of the a lot of the guys are adjusting their their power to weight to try to optimize for there, but like. Uh, CMP, Gingerman, those kind of tracks. Like that's going to be where, where we find out who's who. So, definitely, I've already mentally prepared myself to be disappointed in <laughs> Kyle because he's not going to, in any way, shape, or form, mention 
any sort of are you faster than a redneck references while oh. at CMP this weekend. <laughs> Uh, and I just feel like that's a missed opportunity, frankly. You should message him yeah, directly. That, yeah, do that. Uh, I mentioned it. <laughs> I mentioned it on the Grid Life on a Grid Life post on Facebook. I remember that. And whoever's in charge of Grid Life's Facebook post tagged Kyle and told him to make sure that that happened. He I would, even posted a link to a show so that he could. That that is. If there is one thing that Kyle takes extremely seriously, it's the broadcast so yeah. there's I not a not, chance oh i bet he does no way bro bet. me and you right now slap bet no i'm not Sla- slap bet, slap bet. Shit. kyle kyle Ooh. will mention kyle shit. will there's mention a, nope are you faster than a redneck he won't this weekend though. on the live stream he won't slap though. bet me I'm and you not fucking slap bet tattoo bet oh hell <laughs> hell i can't I can't wait for the opening, like the opening <laughs> segment of the live stream. He's going to be like, well, you might recognize CMP from the famous he shows. He writes scripts for those things. It's true, he, does. he takes it seriously. It's true, he does. I will. What but do you want to bet? Think, I think that show was too much of a joke. No. Every, it's got everyone like in the GLTC views. field is trying to find out if they're faster than a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> what are we betting? Let's do it. Nothing. Come I'm on. I'm doing it. Stand behind your statement. No, I don't, I don't need to bet. Boo, I would bet. I'm not a betting man, but I will bet. No, so, I'm sure as hell not slap betting. Slap bet. Not we only do commi- I not want to get slapped, but I have no interest in slapping you. Why not? Uh-uh. That's what friends do. No. We have a commissioner right not now. not slapping anyone. <laughs> man. Am I a neutral third party? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're a Z-boy. You can't be trusted. I know. I can't believe he's the commissioner to, I'm, of my I'm bet. Trying with, to get a uh, seat for the, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm not like any good pro am racer. I'm trying to get a seat for this year. <laughs> you were offered one. You don't want it. Yeah, you turned it down twice now. Yeah, I like how he's a Z boy, but he's also the commissioner for me and uh, Wes's bet. Well, I wouldn't mention that. Who chose? Who chose him as the commissioner? We I did. Just, I we did it publicly on that on that group. Did we? On the, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I, I just said and no that one we denied it. it. I just mentioned the need for a commissioner after the last. Uh, well, I feel like if you are the one who's going to go out on a limb and mention it, you should expect to be the one who's going to I, be it. Yeah, it's like not you being didn't think that through. volunteered for things. <laughs> if you if you didn't think that was going to happen, then you didn't think it through. And frankly, that's your own fault at this point, And you deserve to be bet commissioner. Like you are on this one. Because I'm right. I'm not betting shit. Ryan. Bet me something. I will bet something, but it is sure as fucking going to be a slap bet. All right, no slap, no tattoo. Can, what are we you eating? Can bet the, you can bet the Apex Pro that E-Man still has. No, no, it's here. No, it's here. It's right, right here. there. Oh, I got, nice. it, I got it's it back. It's mounted upside down. You know what I'm waiting for, though? An uprev cable and a cruise control button. That also has not showed up. So we can get rid of Z number two. Yes. I have, I have a Z in my garage. That's not mine. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Needs it needs things to run, which should be here tomorrow. Uh huh. Well, I say that every day this week. Uh huh. <laughs> Is this like your your vinyls? They're on the car. Are I'm, they? I'm, I'm, the only ones I'm waiting on are the ones that ship today, the NASCAR numbers. So when are we debuting? Mm-hmm. <sighs> You're so annoying. <laughs> Why are you avoiding this bet? Because I don't have any interest in participating. Because I'm right, and you. This know can it. be the no. this can be the new hot take. You just make a bet at the and end of every. Podcast. I love it. I I'm in. I'll bet. I'll. I like these stupid bets. I'm in. 
And then the the funny part will be that by the time this actually comes out, everyone will already know if Kyle mentioned it or not. I know. It's true. (laughs) Because I'm right. I'm not doing it, Robbie. Oh, come on. Bet something. What? I'm not eating some spicy bullshit sushi roll. And there's like, I would even buy you a good sushi. And roll. there's like nothing I could come up with that you wouldn't want to eat. That that's not a. That's true. It's not a reasonable bet mm. because that's, that's it's kind of like the perfect. It's the perfect bet. I'm not slap. <laughs> a slap bet is the no, perfect. No, that goes bet. against everything I can think of. That, like that's uh. Uh-uh. I'm not slapping. I want to. I want to be the next person that you've hit in anger. Don Boss holds that title as being I know. the only person I've ever hit in anger, and I think I will, he'd be really upset if I. As fact, we have a long-standing agreement that if I get to the point where I'm mad enough that I feel the need to hit somebody, I'm supposed to call him so that he can come and do it for me because he doesn't want to lose his title. He's the only person in the history. All right, of, then he can. He in can. The be, history of all <laughs> things that has upset me enough to the point where I hit him in anger. And he's quite proud of that, <laughs> as any good friend would be. Of course. <clears throat> All right. Gentleman's agreement. Whatever. No real bet. If I had a dollar, I'd do it. I don't have a dollar. I don't have any money. If I had a dollar bill, I'd slap that I'm bitch my on house. the table. I don't have my wallet. Yeah. Also, who has cash? Yeah. Actually, I do now because of the government, you know. <laughs> I want them tracking me. You're going to start going to swap meets? I missed out on Wild Wades. I was so mad at myself. Oh, really? That was last weekend. If I'd have known that you were mad about it, I would have gone. Oh, I, 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 well, I was gonna go. Oh, and, really? My, my coworker made a comment. Why don't you about tell it. me these things, Robbie? He's like, oh yeah, well, we're going to Wild Wades this weekend. I was like, oh shit, that's this weekend. And <coughs> I, then the, like, only the whole I weekend didn't go happened. is because my dad was on call, and I figured you would have no interest, and I didn't feel like walking around by myself. Oh, I would have gone. I just totally forgot about it. Well, like, shit, I, if I'd have known that, I'd have We'd have been there. I was putting stickers on a car. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then I ended up doing some stuff, and then I didn't go. Because <sighs> there was also one at Pacific Junction last weekend. I would have gone. I didn't really want to drive right, well, I would have gone to Wild Waits. Yeah. So yeah, swap meets and cash. And slap bets. Could have bought some small block parts. Or find some sweet yeah, I bet you can get Z-boys. some sweet deals on carburetors there. <laughs> so many four barrels. Holly 650 double pumpers. Double yeah. pumpers, baby. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. I don't know, usually I get tools. Like that's, I get cheap tools there. My dad likes to go there and buy electrical connectors. Yep. Because you can buy them in bulk for cheap. Yep. Uh, like, like, And that's still the best place to go and buy ratchet straps. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm building my spares packages. So, yeah. like, I have, like... Every type of fuse, every, yeah. you know, all that shit. I, yeah, that's like, a good I, place. I, that's a good thing to buy at Swap Meets. That type of that stuff would have been stuff, good. For yeah. sure. Right now, I'm just buying it all from China, so I have like these packages that take like six weeks to get here. I wouldn't do that. Speaking of spares, I have stuff. a lightly used uh, Z wheel hub I can send you for your I don't want pack. that one. I don't want that one at all. <laughs> you're the one that... You're what the one guy. That, you're the what one a that, guy offering you up a hub like that. This is the guy that put... The, he was on track with the same set of wheels bearings on his Z for nine years. What? Yeah. Nine years? Of course they failed. How did you get that many years out of I, a I'm wheel expecting bearing. to get two. <laughs> Even and, off track, you don't get nine years out of a wheel bearing. You yeah, have a life I, on the wild side. I'm going to I'm gonna decrease my um, <laughs> service interval on that by at least two years now. <laughs> by at least two? No, it should be two years. I'll say my cheap no, ones so lasted uneventful. 
one. So the the so the funny thing is, I went out on track and it felt weird, and I came in and I did the autocross wheel hub tech test and it felt fine <laughs> that's because so, that's the worst wheel hub or that's the worst way to because test that's a anything. waste of everyone's time yeah it is <laughs> but it's a thing you everybody does at every uh autocross and track event yep. when jess's edge was making noise and i was i was i was like not convinced on what it was i went out and i did that to the driver's side wheel I'm like, yeah this this is loose this one's bad okay so i ordered the driver's side up and it wasn't it was the other side, the one that had no play in it. <laughs> yeah. That was the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to replace them both. I don't I've never understood that. Like, with weight on the car, you're not identifying anything. You got to jack it up to really, to even get a, a general idea. If it if it's that bad, you probably wouldn't have made it there. <laughs> well, and, and mine, even with the weight off of it, it, it didn't feel out of the ordinary. Like, I, I jacked it up and looked everything over as best I could. Like pull the wheel off and everything. But there's a crack like three quarters of the way around it, right? Yeah, around yeah, the it was hub basically surface. it was basically like uh, the section around one wheel stud was the only thing holding it together. Yeah, man, you were lucky you made it back to paddock. Yeah, and home. Yeah, yeah, and lucky it wasn't just like. Well, I mean, the way the stock brakes are, there's a there's a caliper bracket around the rotor, so I don't like it, I. I don't want to think about what it would have done if it had come all the way off, but yeah. Nothing good. Plus, you're going to need like healthy hubs when you get your big brake kit. Yeah. And your Arrow. And your Mark 60. And your NOS uh, sponsorship. Or you can yeah. just drive mine. Has all, has all that. Except the NOS sponsorship. Nah, I, don't know. I got other sponsorships, so. You haven't seen the decals. You don't know that. <laughs> True story. There's, Dusty they need, has. They need a time attack car to sponsor. A GLTC car sponsor. No, because they're the title sponsor for Track Battle. They don't have any. They already have a NASCAR in GLTC. You know, I filled out their sponsor me thing for yeah. the like when we were looking for mid of TT sponsors and the podcast. Uh-huh. They never got back to me. Weird. Yeah. Weird that they didn't consider. You know, that. Do you have any idea how many sponsor me emails I've sent? Not for my driving, but for the podcast <laughs> and the mid of TT series. Unreal. Yeah. Dear sir or madam, to whom it may concern. <laughs> Should we shut it down? Uh, if we stick around for another twenty, no, ten minutes, we can beat Dalton's. No, what? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Jesus fucking See, Christ! I'm, I'm just disappointed that we didn't. I thought I was coming on for the the post shop top recap show, like a reality show where we would, uh, you know, like have we talk about that show? Interest, yeah, interested parties on for interviews, and you know, that's <laughs> we can do that later. That's what I was coming here for. <laughs> I like how Chop Top shared our post and said it was the most Midwestern podcast Chop Top ever. story or some shit. I don't remember. I was like, oh, God. It was, it was yeah. the most Midwest podcast ever, I think was the term. Yeah. That's probably fair. It's not wrong. I'm not mad about that. No. And adult was imagine all if like, you hadn't. Imagine if there hadn't been a guy from Texas on there to like <laughs> even it out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, you he, were just along for the ride. Yeah, Dalton thought for sure it was the longest episode ever, but it wasn't even close. Yeah, I looked the Haboob episode when we talked about <laughs> when we talked about the that weather thing. <laughs> that was like damn near three hours. <laughs> wasn't that just you and me? I think so. I didn't actually see what. Uh, yeah, it was just you and me. It was, no, it, we it was damn we, near three yeah, hours. That's insane. It was that one. What a waste of time. Two thirty. Why do people listen to this? Because 
so I'll, I'll do you one better. I was here for the Dalton podcast. I was here for the 30 minutes before and the 20 minutes after. And I listened to the thing. <laughs> So I'm like seven hours in on that at this point. <laughs> He's dedicated to it. Yep, yep. And it was funnier the second time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet it was. I still need to go back and listen to some of those the old The border ones. of Texas and Tennessee. Jeez. <laughs> I was driving down the road with tears in my eyes at that point. <laughs> Just dying laughing all over again. Oh, oh, so good. So good. Fucking dumb. Yeah. But yeah, we can wrap this one up and we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for going again, Dusty, even though we all bailed yep. on you. Oh, well, I didn't bail. I That's was, fair. I, Robbie didn't bail on you, technically. I just, was, I just wasn't He going. just never was going. I bailed on you. I didn't let you down. So, Plus, yep. I offered you I a drive. Thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity, as always, to go run around and act like I know what I'm doing with the camera. So, Anytime. good times. All right. See you next week. <laughs>